Let's Get Fucked Up in Podcast. This is From Under the Dork Tree, your complete companion podcast for the When We Were Young 2024 Music Festival. I am your host, Eric, and with me, as always, is the Night Shift Manager of your local Hot Topic, Mick. What's up, buddy? Hey there. Hey, buddy. How is it going? Does it help? When I bob my head along to, like, the cadence of your words, does that help you? Yeah, like, you kind of mark the beat for me, and I appreciate (laughs) that. Uh, Speaking of Mark... We might be talking about a mark on this episode. Oh, I guess I guess that's true. I <laughs> that is true. Yes, yeah. Uncle Uncle Mark. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good, bro. It's uh, you know, it's a long day of work. I'm now I'm I'm finally done with work. I'm ready to just enjoy my favorite pastime, which is podcasting. What did you do at work today? I uh, I put just a, be honest. I like, did a bunch of Amazon shit. It sucked. Do you still work for Amazon? No, we just we work through Amazon. That's one of our marketplaces. Let's get, <laughs> let's get into my job. Let's get into your job and like what you do on like a, like every 15 minutes. Oh yeah. I would love it. Um, yeah, that sounds like a good day. No, it's, it was a bad day, honestly, oh, but no. it's fine. Uh, no. Yeah. So, you know, here I'm doing what I love. I love making content. Back to your job. Do you drink a lot of coffee while you work? I drink so much coffee. Do you really? Oh yeah. I'm just pounding it all day. Are you being serious? I'm being dead serious. How much coffee do you drink? I drink at least four shots of, of espresso a day. Oh, well, I was thinking like the quantity. It would be cool if you were drinking like three quarts of coffee a day. Of like just some brewed coffee. Yeah. I would love that. I would love a I love the old hot coffees. Like, you know, the the kind you get at like a diner. You were telling me about a video game that had a hot coffee the mod. mod. Yes, in that's it. true, yeah. Um and how you were obsessed with it. Did you know that you're gonna be able to play uh those GTA PS2 games on Netflix soon? I saw that. I saw that that tweet, and I was yeah. And then someone, I don't know if it was real. Someone just like had the the controller just like warning <laughs> it. It was a funny tweet. Shout yeah. out to whoever tweeted that. Uh, shout how out does, to Twitter. How does that even work? I don't know. I guess you'd have to use. I mean, you wouldn't be able to use like a Bluetooth controller, right? I have no idea. I don't know. You'd have to use a controller. It's scary technology's scary. It's See? yeah. It is. You're right. I you know I should be a luddite as well. <laughs> it's just new technology. Like every day, there's a new technology that I just don't understand. And so like that's gonna happen to us every day for the rest of our lives. <laughs> um, look, we're podcasting. This is both our favorite uh pastime podcasting. True. Pastime. Um we're ready to do it. What do we you wanna you wanna go over what this episode's gonna be about? Yes, we are doing 2005's album 2005. 2005's album Commit This to Memory by Minnesota Outfit uh Motion City Soundtrack. Yes, we are. So this is a big one for you. Are you guys excited? Give them a chance to yep. answer. Crickets. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> um, whoever got us, you know, uh, Spotify Wrapped came out. Oh, yes. How was your Wrapped? Uh, Fallout Boy. It was all Fallout Boy, baby. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, let's. let's get, you know, we we talked about being like, hey, we should make like alternate Spotify accounts uh-huh. because of what would happen like la- yesterday. Yeah. I don't really mind. I like it to be a time capsule of this time of my life. Where, I guess that's true, yeah. You know, what is it? Your Spotify rap to play? This is like 100 songs or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's just all Fall Out Boy. Yeah, like 79 of them are like Fall Out Boy songs. I had a little phase, and don't don't jump up my ass about this, because I know you're 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 prepping for it. I listened to a lot of uh, Silk Sonic this year. Okay. You know what Silk Sonic is? Yeah, I'm familiar. And so my Spotify rap was like, oh, you, you must love Bruno Mars. And so they're playing <laughs> all the, you know, like... When I see your face, like all that, mm-hmm. all that shit. And I was like, I don't like those songs. I like, I like the Silk Sonic stuff. Nah, you like Bruno Mars. I well, he is Filipino. You like that that um that 
Today I didn't do nothing. Do, 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 do. That's been playing a lot recently in just where I go out in the world. I was like, they're playing this this <laughs> old ass Bruno Mars song. That song sucks so bad, dude. Have some really nice sex. Yeah, I knew you that would be the part that you remember. I was like, ooh, I like that. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. You just and you and Bruno Mars just sucking each other off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no. Uh Mick, before we before we dive balls deep and to commit this to memory, did you take in any media this week? I think we had some media. There were some media goings on. Um, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, we had uh, the in-laws Thanksgiving uh, on Tuesday. It was uh, bussin'. Shout-outs to Andy. Uh, thank you for making that bussin' food. Big A. Big A. Andy Hurley? Yeah, it was Andy Hurley. How'd you know? What if... <laughs> what if... What if that, that what if he, he was my in-law? sister? <laughs> yeah, what if he was my in-law and I just never told you? I was like, oh, yeah, I mean... I'm dead serious. If I found out that Carly's sister was married to Andy Hurley, and you just for some reason never told me, I'd just be like, "Oh, oh, that's kind of that's weird," and I would just like change this up anyway. <laughs> like, what it, else? Is- honestly, if you had, if I had did that to you, I would give you free reign to beat my ass. <laughs> I think I have a standing ass whooping uh, that I you can deliver little, to you in any moment. It's like one of those cards you make for your loved one on <laughs> like for your anniversary. Like, you get one free massage. It's yeah. like, oh, you get to beat my ass. It's one just time. got the Monopoly Man on it with like a Billy Club. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 boot kicking him out of jail. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, Eric and I, enjoyed a lot of uh, Thanksgiving, uh, you know, pastimes yeah, over over this 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 weekend. Exhausting, huh? Dude, I'm so fucking yeah. I'm like I have no time for anything. Yeah. Oh, uh, my wife's birthday. Yes, that was great. You oh, want to talk sh- about that? Yeah, I totally forgot about. Well, <laughs> I actually I, didn't remember that until just now. Yeah, no, I forgot about it because I was blacked out for most of it. Yeah. Um, your wife had tiki drinks at at the house, and mm-hmm. um, everyone was just pounding rum, and <laughs> I just remember waking up on your floor at 4 a.m. and my wife is just like hey let's get out of here you're you're you've been passed out and apparently you were just sitting on the couch microwaving a pizza like in <laughs> i was yes yes and i was yes, just yes. like okay well let's get the fuck out of here i've got some i've got some uh, fun pictures of you that i'll show you that i'll show you in private uh or maybe you can post them on the on the instagram if you want also were they pictures of my private <laughs> it was a picture of your private resting on a copy of private parts on vhs Ooh, i love howard stern um Anyway, that's not my media. Okay, what's your media? Um, I get a bagel update. Bagel update. Bagel update. Okay. So uh, Sam and I went to this place, the Morning News. Oh, it's okay. like a new brunch place in town. Uh, very nice aesthetic. Like uh, you know, you know, you know, you're in a good, um, a good like brunch place when there's like kind of little cute drawings of like eggs and wieners. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they I got guess cute so. Little, yeah. Like cute yeah, little yeah, faces. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I mean, if you walked into like a brunch place and there was just like. Um, like really like modern decor and it was like kind of like an elevated like fine dining experience like what the fuck it's whatever what the fuck am i doing? you want cute little pictures of eggs and wieners i guess that's true Wait, what, what part of town is this in uh like sahara and decatur <laughs> like central oh, okay okay um but i got a bagel sandwich there pretty good it's called the newsroom the, the, the daily news the daily news or the morning news okay <laughs> something news okay <laughs> interesting brunch did they serve alcohol there they did not serve alcohol ah that's that's kind of a no go for me for brunch. Really? Yeah, it's not oh for me. It's, it's for Carly. Oh I yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, don't lie, Eric. Yeah. You you have one drink at brunch and you're just passed out for yeah, two yeah, and a half hours. Of course I am. J- yeah, just like on on Saturday, I had like ten drinks, bro. I'm fucking diesel, all right. Oh, you were keeping track. Yeah, bro. Um. Anyway, look. Uh. You know. Uh. Guests of this podcast know it's a constant quest for me to find um the great bagel sandwiches. 
in my life. Which wasn't the it wasn't the perfect bagel sandwich. I'm just gonna have to make it myself to be honest. But um, mm. but it was pretty damn good. Big thick cut bacon. Okay, I love that. Um, uh, I'm not a big bagel people. Uh, hear me, hear me out. I, like on a bagel sandwich with like egg and bacon and cheese. Sometimes I'm not a big cream cheese on the sandwich. Oh yeah, person. I agree. This place did it, knocked it out of the park. Really? I was like, okay, you're doing you you, you something something's right here. You get it's a, a little much, a, you a get lot. A, you get a hot bagel sandwich and then the cream cheese just starts oozing everywhere, cream pieing out of the sides of Excuse the. Excuse me. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, it's just it makes the thing about what a bagel is. It's got that you know the little um, bungus on the top of it, and then all of a sudden you get like like cream <laughs> your little bagussy <laughs> so look um good cream cheese ratio ratio uh i'm we'll give him a shout out we'll see if we can have the guy who who one of the line cooks could be on the <laughs> podcast um so yeah that's my you know I, I just i know you guys want my uh bagel updates does do bagels count as media i guess you're eating them so it's like a mixed media bagel <laughs> sandwich i decided a long time ago when we were doing this podcast when i knew i wasn't gonna have um media every week food is media that just basically anything can be media fair okay I'll, i respect that an idea is media i guess that's true <laughs> so um hey guests right in what makes something media did you have you been to that brooklyn bagel place by your house i have yeah have you ever had a bagel sandwich there have i ever brought it up on the podcast i don't think you have that's probably that should let you know that either I haven't or I have. Well, I don't know. You could, in your daily life, your your walking life, you never, you know, you might have had it and not decided to bring it up on the pod. It means that I've either have not had it or I had it and it wasn't very good. Oh, I didn't shit. feel the, the need okay. to. to get. Their cannolis are really good. Are they? Shout out to Brooklyn Bagels. Yeah, their cannolis are really good. I like some, and so sometimes a bad um, like deli or bakery, I'll see that they've already pumped their cannolis oh no they don't do that they 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 do it these are you get the cannoli made to order and they and they'll 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 pipe it for you you know they'll cream pie your cannoli for you (laughs) on request really the the delicate art of cream pieing your food um it really determines whether or not it's going to be good it is a lost art um so anyway that's my media corner what do you got Oss? uh i got the uh the social media platform formerly known as twitter x uh last night uh a heartfelt rest in piss to henry kissinger uh (laughs) He died at the the ripe old age of 100, uh, as they say, the good die young, uh, and everyone was just going in on him. It was great. It was one of those times where it's like, you know, it's like the old saying. It's like the you never want to be the the main character of Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's what happened yesterday. <laughs> Everyone's doing. Apparently, Nicki Minaj killed Henry Kissinger. I saw that. <laughs> um, there was a lot of the uh, uh, what's his name, the guy from They Live. A lot of uh, him doing the welcome to hell, motherfucker. Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. No, no, uh, the other guy that was in uh, something about Mary. Oh. Uh, Keith David. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Keith David doing the welcome to hell, motherfucker. Um, good stuff. Great stuff. Uh, if you don't know, Henry Kissinger was a diplomat working for Richard Nixon, uh, sort of responsible for uh, three million deaths. <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody on Twitter who had a good time last night. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a jerk. I don't know yeah. if I'm overstepping real, myself. Real, like, yeah, not a good dude. A real good friend of Hillary Clinton, though. So. Oh boy, should we get the should we should we do uh, political political hour? Is oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what the whole podcast is going to be. Yeah, we're not doing Motion City soundtrack. You know, um, they're all the same at the end of the day. That's a good point. We have no one. We have no politicians we can have faith in. We have uh, you have nobody but your fellow worker, except buddy. for The Rock. Did you see He's going to be a politician. I, I know it. I know that's going to happen. Did you see that, that he that he said that like various he, – I, I can't remember if he said that it was both 
political parties or one, and he didn't reveal which one, were reaching out to him about campaigning. Bro, you know he's a Republican. You know it. <laughs> he, um, But he's so Hollywood, though. Like, yeah, he's also a rich, rich, rich person. I guess that's true. Most of those Hollywood types are... Are, are Republican at the end of the day. Yeah, they're all Demo- they're all they're all Democrats until you want their money. And exactly. they're like, eh, listen to us. Look at boy. us. We're just going <laughs> off. Welcome to Pod Save America. Um full disclosure, I was like kind of like I'm pretty ignorant to like the whole Henry Kissinger thing. It was kind of like I knew who he was, but yeah. like, I think like the the details I kind of was learning so I was learning about last night. So I was just kind of like if Twitter was like a high school dance and yeah. like everyone was like kind of having, I was just kind of off the middle, like by the the wallflower, like being a wallflower, being a, a real um, uh, Rick Dylan. Hey, What's his name? Uh, Rick Moranis. No, who the guy who the singer for the Wallflowers? He's Bob Dylan. Oh son. yeah, I think it is Rick Dylan or James Dylan. <laughs> it's not Rick or James. Dylan. Is it? Uh, is it Percy Dylan? I think it's Percy Dylan. It's just Bob Dylan Jr. Yeah, pretty much. Me and Bob Dylan Jr. were sitting over by the wall. A spike in the punch, just kind of laughing from afar, not uh-huh. really getting getting into the. the well, yeah, the you don't want to be in the middle of it when you don't know anything about it. Yeah, of course. So not anymore. No, no. Uh, but yeah, that's my media. That's I'm like, hey, X is a di- X is a dying platform, but you know there are still those glimmering moments where it's just like the funniest social media. Yeah, and that's one of it. So yeah, really, it's um uh a, a, a social media platform like Twitter slash X is almost so foolproof that it's yeah. insane that that guy has lost $20 billion already. It's crazy. Did you see what he did yesterday? I, I Which which thing? Uh, yeah, he did that little thing where he's just like, hey, fuck advertisers. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, my, my site is dependent on advertising, uh-huh. but fuck all of everybody. He, he I, don't, I didn't know if you were talking about that, or today he had an interview where, number one, he called the interviewer by, he said. He said oh, that's the same interview. Yeah, yes. okay. He yeah. called the interviewer by the wrong name after saying. We've been friends for so long. And then basically did this whole like history will remember you type thing about um, you'll have to answer to Earth <laughs> whether or not you had sponsored tweets for Kellogg's or Ritz crackers basically. It's also just one of those things where it's like Elon Musk, the wealthy capitalist, is like, "How are you gonna blackmail me with money? Fuck you!" <laughs> it's just like, "Oh, you don't understand how the free market works." Apparently, yeah. God, what a fucking idiot. We have such a well-rounded podcast. We do. I mean, we're just well-rounded people. I think. Just I can say that again <laughs> by judging by our white our uh, our the size of our belts, we're well-rounded. <laughs> um, look, just in this first segment, we were able to talk about food, uh, politics, social media, cream pies, emo music, Thanksgiving, friends, family. Honestly, listeners, you have no reason to listen to any other podcast but but ours. So we we cover the gamut. We're the we're the uh, encyclopedic compendium of all things. That's it. Yeah, that's absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. All right, you want to you want to head to the break? Let's 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 yeah. end this chunk and then get into some old the, those Minneapolis sweethearts. <laughs> you think they know Prince? Are they new Prince? Yeah, that's fucking cool. Dude. I actually have reason to believe they might be behind the murder of Prince. I, you know, I'm so glad. You know what? Let's. I'm, we're not going on a break. We're talking about this for 20 minutes. I'm just kidding. We'll take a quick little break, and we'll come back, and we'll get into Commit This to Memory by Motion City Soundtrack. Is this Prince? This is Prince. Nice. What's up? It's your boy Eric from the From Under the Door Tree podcast. If you could do us a, us a real solid and smash that like button on Spotify, follow us there, rate us five stars if you can, tell a friend, 
If you had a friend who loves Fall Out Boy, they love Pete, they love Patrick, even Joe, and Andy. If they love all those beautiful boys from Chicago, tell them to stop on by to From Under the Dork Tree, the number one podcast on Spotify about Fall Out Boy and the bands that surround them, like My Chemical Romance, R.E.M., From First to Last, From Autumn to Ashes, Senses Fail, Seosin, Taking Back Sunday, Thursday, Cartel. And we're back. This is From Under the Door Tree, The Road to When We Were Young. And this is Heart Tattoo by Joyce Manor. The Road. The Road. Hey, real quick, before we get into this record, I want to compliment your engineering. Thank you so much. My my audio engineering? Yeah. Thank you. You were doing some good engineering earlier. I appreciate that. Off Thank mic. You. Like, Thank to, you. like telling me to shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up, man. Or, or be quiet. You clapped into the mic? Yeah, you got to make a little spike in the, the sound form, the waveforms. Just really impressed by your engineering. Thank you so much. I put the work in. You know, I'm grinding it out every day. If you want to buy Eric a, a coffee for his engineering, go to the Ko-Fi. Oh, that's right. Ko-Fi.com slash DorkTreePod. And if you want to buy me a coffee for doing nothing at all. You bring the laughs. You're bringing the laughs, bro. Oh, do I? Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> well, let's get into this. We're, ta- we're, we're talking about 2005. Wow. Where were you in 2005? I mean, uh, I was eagerly awaiting the second term from George W. Bush. You were waiting with bated breath. Like, oh, <laughs> January 21st, please. Um, no, I mean, I was, I guess that was either the end of my junior year or beginning of my senior year of high school. It'd be your senior year, yeah. I'm looking into the future. I'm thinking, man, what kind of person am I going to be? <laughs> you had Green Day's, uh, what's it, <laughs> time of your life starts playing? <laughs> Yeah, I was watching the last episode of Seinfeld. Ooh, vitamin C. That was in 2005, was it? No, but the last, I mean, famously on the last episode of Seinfeld, like, they, they played that. Oh, do they? Okay. I think people, a little, um, little like, uh, pop punk, uh, me, uh, mainstream media crossover, mm-hmm. I think that helped, like, project that song into, like, being, like, kind of a massive hit. I guess that's true, because it was played at, like, every fucking wedding ever, ever after yeah. that. Yeah, so there's, like, there's three last episodes of Seinfeld, and the third to last is, like, this retrospective. Uh-huh. And at the end of that, they played that Green Day song. Oh, interesting. The 90s. The we 90s. Lo- we love the 90s, baby. A couple baby. of 90s babies. What were you doing, doing, what were you do doing during 2005? I was graduating high school, <laughs> eager to, to join the workforce, yep. you were, you, go to college. I know. I know. Um, the day after you graduated, you you wore your finest three piece suit. Yep. You had a folded American flag that you like kind of held against your chest. Yep. And you went to your nearest GameStop and applied for a job. <laughs> uh, that was Target, sir. I went. <laughs> I went with a, well, that suit and that flag to my local Eastside Target here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. I want money. Money, please. Can I have six fifty an hour? Oh yeah, that's pretty much yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> I think minimum wage when we when we got out of high school was I think just eight dollars flat. It was I, like seven thirty, I think. Maybe like seven fifty. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we're not talking <laughs> about minimum wage. We're not talking about the minimum wage crisis where there's been no update and it doesn't correspond to inflation. We're talking about "Commit This to Memory" by Motion City Soundtrack. Let's get the let's let's go into it. Why don't you address the elephant in the room? You're gonna learn. Listen, listeners, we made this podcast for you. With this podcast, you're gonna learn. Who's in the band? Uh, you're gonna learn things like what record labels were they on, uh, where they recorded, 
you know, you're going to learn by the, by the end of this episode, you're going to be an expert in motion city soundtracks. And when you're at, when we were young, 2024, you go, Oh yeah, I know a little bit about this band. You're not going to sound like a fucking idiot, you know? Even even when you're not, when you're young, just like you're around the water cooler, you can be like, just to just cut through the silence, you can be like, um, did you know that Motion City soundtrack, that record was produced by Mark Hoppus? And all your coworkers just be like, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck is Mark Hoppus? <laughs> Why the fuck are you talking to me? <laughs> but yes, commit this to memory. The second studio album by American rock band from Minnesota, Motion City Soundtrack, released June 7th, 2005 on Epitaph Records. Motion City Soundtrack formed in 1997 from Minneapolis. That's where Prince is from. Yeah. Uh, gained prominence in the mid-2000s. Uh, so, uh, recorded October, November 2004, kind of between those time, those dates, at CD Underbelly Studios in Valley Village, California, uh, the Sound Castle in Silver Lake, and Cello Studios in Hollywood. Uh, as you mentioned, produced by Uncle Mark Hoppus. Uncle Mark. Unky Mark. Uh, the three singles are Everything Is Alright, released 2005, Hold Me Down, 2006, and Let's Get Fucked Up and Die, 2006 as well. Do you think, do, does the, you are more of a, I guess you'd be a member of the fandom for Motion City Soundtrack. Do they call it LG FOD or do they just call it Let's Get Fucked Up and Die? In my experience, I heard more people calling it LG FOD, but also I wouldn't be surprised if there is a underbelly of the MCS uh, army that refers to it as just Let's Get Fucked Up and Die. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's written out as LG FOD. An acronym. An acronym. Kind of. Sort of. It's like they start out as an acronym and then kind of gets lazy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so reception for this album, sort of mixed, honestly. Um, Absolute Punk gave it a favorable rating. All Music uh, gave it 3.5 out of 5. Alternative Press gave it a 4 out of 5. Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it mixed reviews. And then uh, Pop Matters, uh, a scathing 5 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> where the hey look if for some weird reason you worked at popmatters.net um in the mid 2000s and you wrote you gave this record a five out of ten where i don't i'm not even gonna give you shit i just want to know why you did it you feel feel free to come on this podcast i'll try to find them on, on linkedin and get them on the podcast <laughs> find them at working 7-eleven <laughs> um do you want to let's do you want to go into the themes of this record a little bit well let me let me first go into who the members of the band are. i think that's a good idea yeah uh so the band was actually formed, uh, by, founded, I guess, by Justin Pierre, uh, who you guys know as the lead vocals and guitar. Uh, Joshua Kane is the uh, lead guitar, backing vocals. Uh, Jesse Johnson, uh, synth and keyboards. Matt Taylor, bass guitar, backing vocals, piano. And Tony Thaxon on uh, drums. Uh, really, Justin Pierre and Joshua are the one, ones that you kind of need to know. He's the Thax man. <laughs> Do you think they called him that? <laughs> I would. Max, I, man. I would call him that incessantly until he's until punches he you in the nose. In the, face. Yeah. <laughs> um, the band's name. Do you hear about the band's name? I actually don't know this. The band's name was uh, inspired by a defunct film project that was originally, originally created by Joshua Kane, his brother Brian. I guess he was making a movie called Motion City. Mm. And so they were like, oh, well, we called Motion City Soundtrack. Wow. Yeah. L- what a great little tidbit that I didn't yeah, know until like this. A, you like a little taste there for you? Very moment. Um... Themes of this record, I think it's pretty obvious. If you, if you haven't listened to this record, uh, to put it short, this is about him dealing with his alcoholism and anxiety mm-hmm. and OCD, um, various psychological disorders. Uh, this record, I would say, is mostly just a poppy, synthy, pseudo-pop-punk, emo, pavement, Weezer-inspired record yeah. that's about being insanely depressed and hating yourself the entire but time. But the, the insanely depressed... So I was when I was listening to this... 
for the podcast. I was like, it does kind of feel like in terms of like uh, tone, not, not well, I guess tone, like lyrical tone. It feels like a Midwest emo album. Very like we're drinking at a liquor store. We're, it's a lot of like alcoholism. Yeah, like uh, the the record does a really good job of like, um, and we'll get more to this by the track by track. Being really high energy synth pop stuff, and then pulling back for a moment, and the, and that's it's very Chicago area um, Midwest emo in those moments. Yeah. Um, lyrically, Justin Pierre wrote half of these songs while he was um, an alcoholic. Oh, okay, and then. Uh, half of them while he was in AA. Oh, really? So that's why, okay. like, the tone of this record is 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 a little str- like. Sometimes it's very aware that he's like an alcoholic, and sometimes it's more optimistic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a it's a roller coaster. Oh, I didn't mean I forgot to mention. Uh, so listeners, we were we had we were planning on having a special guest on the podcast. We were trying to get Justin Pierre to come on the show. There were some <laughs> uh, scheduling complications though with Justin. Uh, those complications being he never replied to me on on Instagram. <laughs> He already had you blocked <laughs> yeah, before you even went. He yeah, like, didn't even see him, just like ignored. <laughs> so look, um, if, if anyone has any connects to old JP, we'd love to have him on. Um, I can just uh, navel glaze at him for however long he wants. Um, he ran a podcast. For, I think it's defunct now. Mm. They had a movie podcast or a book podcast with his wife. So he knows how hard it is to podcast. He knows that we're out here in the streets grinding it out. <laughs> um couple other really really interesting tidbits about this record um apparently one day after recording they watched the movie the grudge Ooh, juan the grudge which we watched we talked about the grudge last week or the week before yeah so um i thought that was fun and um uh brian diaz pseudo friend of the podcast uh who we talked about friend in name only (laughs) in name only who we talked a lot about during our um fallout boy version who he's guitar tech for them um it was just friends with the band and did and, and helped them out like on touring and, and stuff like that. So um, maybe we'll be able to get him on 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 the podcast one of these days. Old B Dog. Is that how that is that how Patrick got onto this album and then Justin Pierre vice versa on Take This to Your Grave? I gotta imagine. We right. were, yeah, like it's it's something to do with that. I think when we talked about follow up. Oh no, no, no. the guy who produced the guy who produced the first Take uh, Take This to Your Grave produced uh I Am the Movie. I yes, 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 yes. So um I think that's it. You ready yeah. to get into the track by track? Well, you know there are uh, additional musicians on this album. Oh yeah. Uh, on everything is all right. You have one Patrick Stump. I've heard of him. Uh, additional vocals. I don't know where I've heard of him, but I know I've heard of him. Uh, he did Soul Punk. Oh yeah, my favorite album of all time. Yes. Uh, Rob McLean. Uh, he's from the band Limbeck. You remember them? Those ring a bell. No. Uh, he did additional. Uh, him uh, and uh, the uh, other guy from Limbeck. Patrick Carey did a, a additional vocals on Everything Is All Right. And then Uncle Mark dusted off the old microphone and did a, a vocals for Hangman. Yeah. So. Limbaugh. What Rush if instead Limbaugh? of Limbeck, it was Rush Limbaugh? Or Glenbeck. The band's <laughs> called ben- Glenbeck. <laughs> well, yeah. What if Glenbeck and Rush Limbaugh had a band called Limbeck? <laughs> Ooh, that'd be cool, dude. <laughs> and Alex Jones on drums. Sorry. <laughs> Glenn, Glenbeck is obviously a bass player. You remind me a lot of Glenn Beck. Thank you so much. I'm always crying. <laughs> let's fucking get into it, bro. All right. Let's get into this. Uh, number one track for this album is Attractive Today. And we'll play a little bit for you guys right now. As I gently sip this drink, I think about my lack of future. Um, 
what a great way to start this it record. says it all. <laughs> it really is. Um, I don't think he's gently sipping any drinks. I think he's aggressively drinking and hating himself. Um, and like I said, Masquerade on this like super upbeat, poppy, great song um, that also uh, 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 shackles his self-image and his attractiveness and stuff. Yeah, that's Holy kind of shit, a man. reoccurring theme. Do you... At the time, there really wasn't such a synth-heavy band. No, and definitely not like in in these kind of like mall emo circles. Years, they really yeah. they really stand out as the band that like um is like the really the more electronic um you know like bands like uh in scene music you yeah. have like the faint and shit like right, that that yeah. had a lot of like electronic aspects but like nothing kind of like poppy dedicated like, on you know. playing the moog exactly, yeah like exactly. I think it's like I would say maybe if anybody was like maybe hello goodbye. Yeah, but not as not as heavy as like every song is like heavy synth in this. Yeah, at their root, most of the soundtrack is still like a guitar based rock band, and Hello Goodbye is like more of like a electronic project. You, you think so? so? I think so. Yeah, maybe. Hey, if you're in Hello Goodbye and you don't like that comment, Forrest, uh, if that if you're listening, Forrest Gump, <laughs> um, what do you think about the song? What are your thoughts? Attractive. To you, I mean, like I think I you know I say it. Every episode, uh, you know, when you're opening an album, like, you have to have, like, a thesis statement for the whole album. Uh, this kind of runs in line with that. It's, you know, you're, we're going to get into it. Like, every song is sort of addressing uh, alcoholism or your self-image mm-hmm. or just, like, sort of, I don't want to say, like, the typical emo band stuff. But, like, I think that Attractive Today is sort of, like, it puts the the focus on like, Hey, this is, this album is telling you how I feel about myself. Yeah. It tells you how you feel about yourself. It yeah. all, or about, about uh, itself. It also um, tells you like kind of sonically how the record is going to sound. Yeah. Really like upbeat, punchy, synthy. Um, everyone kicks so much ass in this band, dude. The guitars sound fucking great. The yeah. Dr- the drum is real. Yeah. The drums are like sneaky, like super underrated in this whole record. They're very percussive. Like I, the mix is for this is very drum heavy. Yeah. There's like rarely any like wasted like drum sounds. Yeah. Um, Commit this to memory came out in the year of our Lord two thousand five. People magazine every year will tell you the sexiest man alive okay. and most beautiful woman. I think is what it's called. Do you want to guess who the most sexy man and most beautiful woman were in two thousand five? Two thousand five. I would say the woman is probably Lucy Liu. You got it. Really? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and the man is probably. I mean, just Johnny Depp. You know. Uh, Giant Depp was close. I think Giant Depp was either like two years after this. Or, yeah. So you got old Matt McConaughey. Ooh, hey. They get they keep getting younger, but I keep getting the same age. That's what he says. In that you know, movie. he says uh, he says a. Uh, I don't sleep. I only dream. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. Um, and again, you were wrong about Lucy Liu. It was Sandra Bullock. Ooh, I love Sandy Bullock. Um, Sandra Bullock, America's sweetheart. Um, she truly was the lead in my favorite movie, Blindside. She's the lead in my favorite movie, Speed. <laughs> um, oh, did you hear about the woman that was the actual like the Blindside woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was like, uh, that was all like bullshit, right? Yeah. Like, they, though I don't, I, I didn't read it because it was really depressing. But the whole story was like fabricated and like, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, the 2005 man, they had some fucking crackers running the the front pages of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, People Magazine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it should I be called White People Magazine. <laughs> Honestly, I looked through. I I kind of did like the like the last thirty years yeah. of um the most beautiful people alive according to people and uh and there's definitely like a shift where they're like someone came in and was like hey stop making it only white people of course it literally was like only white people of for course. like twenty years yeah 
Um, what, which, what year is uh, Stanley Tucci, the, the most beautiful man on the planet? Uh, I love I love Stan Tucci. Who is Stanley Tucci? Uh, he's like in The Sopranos. He's in like every fucking. He's uh he's the the dad in. Oh, I can't remember. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up Stanley Tucci just so you would know. Hey, bud, I wasn't worried about who the most attractive dudes were. I was looking at the at the broads. Yeah, uh, he's in the Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. He's like the. No, you don't know. You don't watch the Devil Wears Prada. I've never seen it. Uh, he's Why don't you in, just look it up? The Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah, the Kingsman. Hey, bud, why'd you look up who Stanley Tucci was instead of just looking up I'm trying up to what... show you his movies, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know who Stanley Tanucci is. Tucci. He's related to Lil Wayne, right? Stanley Tanucci? Yeah, the young Tucci. <laughs> um, anything else? You what, want... other, what other women were you, were you going to say were the most beautiful women in the men? Oh, I don't remember. I thought you pulled it up. I think you <laughs> oh, were... no, I didn't. Oh, no, well, motherfucker, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, oh, here's some of the other ones. Um, who do you think? Who are some? Be- who are some beautiful women? And don't say your wife. Who's like? A, who's like my, the my wife? Who's like the hottest celebrity to you? Mm, Helen Murian. That's a good classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dolly Parton. Wow, one of the greats. Uh, Iman. Does she count as a celebrity? Like, who the what? fuck is Iman? She's like a supermodel. I don't She's married to David Bowie for a long time. Oh, that lady. Yeah. Man, you're a real grave robber. Is that a is that a term? Is that like the opposite of like a, a cr- <laughs> not a cradle robber, a grave Do robber? People use that term. I guess like... they should. That'd be funny <laughs> if they did. Eric, what do you rate yourself? Speaking of attractiveness, today? I'm a hard six, bro. You know, you're better than a six. I'm like a six point three. Like an eight and a half. <laughs> that's that's the only place I'm an eight and a half. <laughs> Have you ever been to Eight and a Half here in town? No, I didn't know that was the thing. Oh, yeah. It's over by uh, Naked City Pizza. Hmm. Yeah. Eight and a Half. What is it? It's a bar. Oh. What what kind of bar? (laughs) A bar and grill. What are we talking? Inches or or feet here? Um, uh, Look, this song kicks ass. Um, I'm a big fan of everything on this record, and I'm going to try not to be weird when we talk no, about this. No, please be weird. Get weird, dude. You like this album. I'm not going to have anything negative to say about like any of these songs. Um, like I said, the like the a driving like guitar sounds mm-hmm. cut through like. The but there synthing. are some songs that don't have driving guitars on this. Like that is true. Yeah, and we will get to those. Do you want to maybe is that our cue to go to the next song? I guess that's true. We could go uh, track two. Everything is all right by the band Motion City Soundtrack. Y'all know what it is. Probably their biggest song. Of course. A classic. A certified banger. Uh, here's a here's a quote from old JP. I don't think the phrase tongue-in-cheek is correct, but it's something where the verses are one thing and the chorus is another, but it's sort of giving yourself a pep talk. Um, which is apropos this, you, well, yeah, you can definitely like this song is like, uh, uh, obviously, um, him trying to convince himself everything is all right. Um, yeah, it's, this is kind of like the, um, uh, anxiety, uh, uh anthem, anthem yeah. of this. Uh, he just, uh, goes off and lists things that make him uneasy or, or annoys him. And that's kind of the whole theme of this record of this song is like, I'm not my, I don't think my brain's good right now, but. 
We're just gonna keep on. Cruising, we all have baby. those manic episodes. Like there are there are nights normally where I I will wake up in the middle of the night and I'll check my doors and I'll check my <laughs> my oven to make sure it's still off. Um, some of us it's not an episode. Sometimes it's just constant. Just life. the way you go through life. That's fair. <laughs> just shaking. A hey, constant... no, you the other uh, the a couple weeks ago or like like last week you brought up a very good point that I about my, about me that I didn't mm. realize about myself. You said uh, sometimes Eric, you get a uh, what was it? Uh, you get the a little, a little, no, you uh, get a little frisky with me. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, Start when, batting your eyes. And... When, no, no, no. You, it's when uh, you know, when the cats get the cats, they get all skittery. Uh, but they get the zoomies. Yeah, you get the. Uh, you said I had the zoomies in my oh, brain. Oh yeah, so Eric has brain zoomies. Did we talk about that on the podcast or was that no? Off? It was like at Derek and Gabby's. Oh yeah, I told Eric has brain zoomies. He's like. He'll something clicks in his head and he starts just like basically running at full speed and smashing into walls. But it's instead it's like I need to buy a new base or I need to buy some more crypto. <laughs> I don't buy crypto. Shut up. Sure, I know. But I know you you, you be <laughs> you don't want to be exposed to your off Not my your Dogecoin offshore uh, yeah. Swiss bank. No, uh, yeah, no. So I get you know there are times where you know you get really manic and I guess that's what this. I mean, this song is about being manic mm-hmm. and it kind of. You know, it paints a good picture of it because these are like the small little things that you do that other people might not notice, but you struggle with them every day. Eric, I want you to know, I see, I see through you constantly. I know what you're thinking and what you're feeling at all times. What am I feeling right now? Horniness. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting next to you. Um, let's talk a little bit about the drums in this. So I think this, to me at least, this this song has a very iconic like drum sound where the drums kind of sound like far away. Even in the intro, mm-hmm. it's very like oh, smacky. I've talked about this before. Like yeah. the, the the drums in this, it's like a very kind of smack drum. And I think because you don't get a ton of reverb or actually you get more reverb because they're kind of so far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, true. Basically, when they recorded this song, okay. they uh, moved the mics around in a super weird way, and they did it in one take, oh, where they had like uh, Justin like in the middle of the room, kind of, and the drums like kind of way uh, far back. Um, and uh, Justin was like terrified. He was like, "I think I feel like I like look and sound like an idiot right now." Uh-huh. Um, and then they listened to it, like, "Oh my god, we just fucking nailed that. We, we fucking cracked the code." <laughs> nice. I didn't. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's in- that's interesting. Um. Uh, this song, uh, like he says, he has a list of things that he doesn't like. Um, standing in line, checking tires, uh, so on and so forth. Eric, what are some of the most mundane things in life that you dislike? Not things, you know, look, everyone hates going to the DMV. Oh, we all hate it. Everyone hates um, going to the foot doctor. And then the... <laughs> you're the podiatrist? You're not... I go to the foot doctor at least two or three times a month. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I've, I've never seen a guy about my feet ever. You just like, you like having men look at your feet. Eric, what are some of the most mundane things in life that you just like I, find annoying? I don't like uh, – I I was never like a road rage driver until I met my wife. <laughs> and now I'm a huge like road rage driver. Um, Is but, it because she's such a bad driver that you're getting mad no, at No, no. She's actually – she's a good driver. But she, she, she would point out when people are doing, you know, like shitty driving. Mm-hmm. And now I see that. Before I'd be like, oh, you just I, – I was really like laissez-faire, like very ch- just chill. Like, oh, they cut me off. Like, whatever. But now I'm like, yo, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you know. You're giving up. Yeah. <laughs> doing that. Doing the the, the, the up yours. <laughs> um, also, I hate, like, when people, when you are, like, walking in a mall and people just stop right in front of you and they just, like, mm. stand in the middle of the aisle. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? The flow of traffic when you're in, like, a a, a place of business drives me crazy. Like, yeah. 
I if you're in a mall, a grocery store, no matter where you are, favor the right side. If you're walking, oh, yeah, yeah, always yeah. be on the right. You should never be on the left, no matter where you are. I was uh I was at the forum shops uh, maybe about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and this woman and her husband were walking in front of us, and he like moved to the side, but she just stopped like a uh, two feet in front of me, just a complete stop, and I almost like ran into her. So when I was like walking by, I like, well, I do I gave her one of these. And I just shoulder <laughs> shoulder checked her really hard. She fell on the ground. I like I was like, excuse you. And I, I remember reading about that in the news. Yeah, it was crazy. No, I'm kidding. I I, I did. Oh, you're kidding. I'm very I'm very like polite. So like the the most I'd ever do is like, oh, excuse me. And that's the most I've ever done to somebody like who I you know a, a complete stranger. You sashay away. Yeah. Um, I death drop right behind her. I'm not sure if this is like a Monday. I really hate sandy beaches. Sand is coarse and gets everywhere. I really do. I, it's the most I related to those films when he was talking about that. <laughs> Sand, sandy beaches kind of suck. I hate it. Yeah. We we were in San Diego last year and it was like, yeah, it's it's not fun to go to the beach. It's even in the name. San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a nice rocky beach. <laughs> yeah. It's the crags. Um, let's talk about what, the... what, what else do you hate? Is that all you had? You only hate beaches. I have a lot of things. I have. I also have a lot you written hate this down. Podcast. <laughs> I have a lot written down, but I decided not to give, give me one it. more. Um, hold on, I lost my place here. Uh, you're listening to. Let me find my place. Um, I have no idea where I am right now. Hold so, on, hold just please. freestyle. What's one thing you hate? We can all edit this. You out. know what you hate. Three, two, one. Uh, you know, when you go someplace like, a, you know, like a, a Panera bread or like a Del Taco yeah, and they ask, Hey, you know, your total will be, um, $14 and 12 cents. You want to round that up to $15 and give it to kids, blind kids. It's like you fucking do it. Why are you? you oh, want- you hate charity. No, I hate, I hate when, I hate when mega corporations ask to round up, give, Hey, can you give us more money so we can yeah. write it up, write it off for charity? Well, you know, uh, there are, uh, I don't know if this is true. It sounds like bullshit, but it also could make total sense when they ask you that at the grocery store, like, Oh, they're like, Oh, you, you have more money. Like we could boost prices up a little bit. Like, it's just like the, the, the amount at which people give the extra dollar. They're like, okay, there's more disposable income. We could just raise our prices on everything just a little bit more. They're not your friends. That's true. They're Fuck not. them. They're not. Uh, the music video, real quick. Yeah. Um, this is. And we're talking about everything is all right by Motion City Soundtrack, <laughs> not the things we hate. This isn't everything we hate. This is everything is all right. Yeah, um, the music video uh, is uh, features uh, Justin. Pierre sitting in a waiting room at a, some sort of mental facility and various people suffering from different mental ailments. Um, a nurse comes up and asks him, is everything all right? And he says, everything is all right. Peachy keen. Um, filled with various sequences of the um, talk therapy uh, room turning into like a playing space. Uh, Mark Hoppus's head comes out of the ceiling. Um, it's a good video. Lots of good live footage. Yeah, it's a... Uh... See, I think that the only place I could find it was on YouTube, but it's like they, they released like an HD version of that. Dude, the 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 version on YouTube is horrible. Yeah, and actually, I'm glad you brought this up. So, um, the version on YouTube is 17 years old. Oh, it's like the original upload. When when you look and see, so I mean, go on YouTube right now and just watch any video. Yeah, you're gonna be hard pressed to find something older than like 10 years. Yeah, the fact that it says uploaded 17 years ago blew my ass away <laughs> i was like this is this was uploaded 17 that's years crazy ago. that's fucking crazy um 
any any final thoughts on this on this song? It's a good song. It's a classic. Iconic. I think it's 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 number one with a bullet. If you uh, know this band, um, I think the only th- song that maybe comes close is uh, what's the song on I Am the Movie? I'm drawing a blank right now. I can't. I'm drawing a blank as well. The song on I Am the Movie. <laughs> The future uh, freaks me out. The future freaks me out. Yeah, that's probably maybe their second or third biggest song. Um, but we're not. I like about- my favorite accident from that from that album. Yes, yes, that's what we're talking about. I am a movie. I'm an accident. Uh, I am Jack's uh, bad dream. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, iconic song uh, and perfect. Do you want to go to the next one? Let's go to track three. When you're around by the band Motion City Soundtrack. This song kicks ass. This song is amazing. Um, we've alluded to it on this podcast several times before. I feel very, very strongly about this record. Yeah. Um, this song, so the your when you're around, it is uh, sober Justin referring to drunk Justin. When you are around, he's talking to his drunk self. Oh. Fuck, man. I- <laughs> this is deep and dark. I can't even... This is what I was talking about. Like, I don't want to get too weird on this episode, and I want to be funny. I want to have, like, funny things to say. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole, the whole course is I can't fucking stand it when you're yeah. around. Um, wow, I didn't realize that. I mean, you turn it... You turn your... Your pain into like a breakup song, essentially. Exactly. But all yeah. I can, but all I can do is close my eyes and cross my heart and hope to die because you don't fucking listen when I'm around. The least you can do is take it back. All the vicious remarks and verbal attacks because I can't fucking stand it when you're around. God damn, man, this shit is so underrated. This shit whips ass, dude. This is a great song. This is like, yeah, this is a very good song. I didn't realize that like, that adds a whole other layer because it is <laughs> it is really just a, a, a like a breakup song. Uh yeah, I mean uh, that's a gr- that's a great way to put it. Oh, and it, it's almost not even like a a breakup song. It's like wanting to break up, but you probably are like it's so like yeah, it's either post breakup or before the breakup. It's sober Justin talking to someone he wants to break up with, but really but can't, he can't. Yeah, or it will take him. I will say quick. I did read about his um uh, sobriety journey. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 2011 that he actually like got like really got sober. sober. So um, just add another layer to this like. If it feels like uh, he like had his had everything figured out in this record, um, there's it's a very long path. Yeah, I mean, there's always peaks and valleys in exactly. recovery, so it's like you know, hey, if you're st- if he's still you know clean, like good on you, Justin, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he is good. That's good. Um, I don't know, man. You got anything funny for this? No, <laughs> I mean just words of encouragement. Good job, Justin. Do you want please, to start- please reply to me on Instagram? <laughs> um, what's like the <laughs> I was gonna ask you quickly what the dumbest thing you ever did when you were drunk is, but I I, I don't remember. I will know. I do remember some things. I know the answer, and I'm not gonna say. Uh, you can feel free to cut is this it San out. San Francisco. <laughs> uh, no, I'll tell you off mic. Uh, okay. What What's you one of the dumbest thing I ever did? Sure. Was um, I there for it? It's I I engaged with you in a conversation about whether or not Infinity on High was a listenable <laughs> record. And then a year later, I'm stuck in this you're death st- trap of this podcast. You're stuck in this shitty room with uh, all of my garbage around me. <laughs> you're recording a podcast. Um, yeah, if you want to see the dumbest thing Eric ever did while he was drunk, I'll, um, we'll post it on Instagram. No, we uh, will not. <laughs> uh, the song itself, 
sonically is fucking perfect. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, I think this might be like there's a couple like uh non singles that like are kind of in like should have been a single. We'll get into that a little bit. This this one hundred percent should have been a single. Yeah. Um, again. There are uh, songs that were singles that should not have been singles on this. I love that you're saying that because I, I have that written down down the line. Yeah. Um, let's get into the next song. All right. So we are talking about track four, Resolution, by the band Motion City Soundtrack. Let's talk about the sequencing of this record a little bit. Something that I know sure. all the fans of this we podcast love, love sequencing. Well, you and I love sequencing. We do love sequencing. Um, first three songs, high energy, super catchy. And then you have the song Resolution. Slow um, down a little bit. Which basically, um, what does he mean by resolution? I mean, you could literally take it as like a New Year's resolution. Right. Um, but it's basically, there's just kind of like the, the after like the... The, the party of the first three songs, he kind of like, there's this like kind of sobering moment in track four where he's like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, it's like when you're around, it's like a really sad, like, oh, I'm around a drunk version of me. I don't like that yeah. resolution. Like, hey, I need to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, the sequencing of this whole record is kind of like perfect. It's okay. As good as it can be. Um, yeah. And like you said, they're kind of the first, like, this is the kind of the first, like, stripped back song a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's not, like, super high energy. Yeah. And it'll happen again. Uh, did you, have you heard about, there's a 2015 interview where, uh, Justin talks about how fans have said, uh, commit this to memory is a very winter album. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Uh, there, I think he mentions New Year's in, like, several songs, but <laughs> this is, like, the first time you see it. There are, like, three or four songs that mention New Year's, either, like, literally in title. Yeah. As we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, I might be stepping on my one of my later points here. I think the idea of a new year and a new year's resolution is not literal. I, I think he, I think what he is when he's when he talks about the the new year, he's talking about kind of a new self. Of course, yeah, y- you know, yeah, so, of course. Um, but but definitely, like, just this is a, a very like wintry. Um, album. Well, yeah, it's like to a listener who's not struggling with alcoholism, they're like, <laughs> okay, well, it's very it's very wintry. Yeah. Um, and you know, winter can be a depressing time for some people. So, and this, it, it, lyrically, this is a very like depressing. Not for me, bro. Whips ass. I love fucking. We're a couple winter, of Christmas dude. little cherubs. We're like, little we, cold boys. We are cold boys. We're little cherubs. Yeah, we're little cherubs. We're like, little cupie dolls. Yeah. <laughs> we should dress up as. Cupie we should dolls. do that for merch. We or do rather, little cupie dolls. Like dress just, down as cupie dolls. Well, there you go. Do cupie dolls wear clothes? They wear hats. <laughs> That's about it. That's like us right now. We are both <laughs> yeah. butt ass naked, just wearing uh, various hats, sweating in my curved plastic chairs. <laughs> um, uh, it would appear that New Year's resolutions have existed for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1671, an entry from the diaries of Anne Hackett um, offers, "I will not offend anymore." Uh, people often consider this to be the first New Year's resolution. Oh, okay. Um, Again, who knows if that's fucking true, um, but uh, for New Year's uh, resolutions historians, this is a major breaking point for them. Oh, okay. You got nothing else better to do with your time. <laughs> um, Eric, we're, we're getting close to the end of the year. I know. Do you have a New Year's resolution? I mean, my, my, my resolution every year is to drop down to 
12% body fat, get fucking boulder, boulder shoulders and some boulders gate who boulders gate, bro. No. Uh, and, but I mean, this year it's like, you know, be a, be a good husband, bro. I'm a, I'm a husband now. <laughs> um, you know, like the most, um, overrated, I guess it's not like a euphemism for, for, for boobers. <laughs> boobers um but like uh what when's the last time you heard someone say over the shoulder boulder holder oh bro yes absolutely <laughs> that is like over the shoulder boulder holder yeah of, i think if i already come up with like a top 10 of most clever things oh i love ever it. come yes. up with um if someone wants to make us like uh there was another one like another one for the of those that was similar not as good as over the shoulder boulder holder but like Pretty there, up there. Yeah, there's been a lot of like good like warlocks. You don't hear warlocks. Well, no, but something that has the same cadence as that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Hey, uh, guests and fans of this podcast, reach out. Let us know what your favorite uh, puns, euphemisms, slang for uh, mammer jammers. I like are. big natties. <laughs> um. Hearing hearing somebody say big naturals is hilarious to me. Like if it's not me, <laughs> but somebody's like, oh yeah, a couple of big naturals. I'm like, that's. I'm choking on my drink. Is if you could you would you get rid of your nipples if you could? Absolutely. I hate that I have. Nipples. I don't need them. I I wish I was a Ken doll. I hate my nipples. Oh yeah. We're gonna have another episode. The top ten uh, body parts I would get rid of if I could. What other ones would you would you get rid of? Eyelashes. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I like batting my eyelashes around. I would get get rid of like my toes. I think. So you just walking around on stumps? Well, may, it, I, w- I would want to replace it with something that's like uh, manlier. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I get I, you. I hate like RoboCop's toes, where they're just like <laughs> just one solid chunk. Yeah, something like maybe like I would I would sacrifice a little versatility yeah. in my toes for something that like just wasn't so like dainty. Yeah, it's not even like the pinky toe; it's like the one next to it. Sometimes I'm like, what a useless part of my body. Yeah, like what are you there for? Give me like three toes. Pretty soon the diabetes will will will, will <laughs> take care of that for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, any thoughts on this actual song? No, I mean, um, there are a couple songs that remind me of them maybe trying to do like a death cab kind of thing. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that's sort of maybe the same kind of the eco space where you try to write a song that's sort of somber, and so you're gonna sound like you know death cab, or you're gonna sound like um. What's other the band that Death Cab's really inspired by? Uh, Aerosmith. Yes, Aerosmith. Um, so yeah, I mean, like this is just yeah, it it slows it down, but it's you know it's still a great song. You made a great point earlier about like the kind of the Midwesterny emo stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely, you can hear the influence in this song with some of the the guitar parts, like the kind of subdued guitar parts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little twangy. Uh, the whole uh taste test of girls from around the world who refuse to accept my excuses. Um, she was right to take off a port before she was consumed. Uh, brilliant, just more uh, self-deprecating. <laughs> Nick, you're scaring the host. <laughs> I want to scare the host. <laughs> hey, look, if you're listening to this right now, there's only one hoe I don't want to scare. My wife. Oh, um, I love that for you. Uh, put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> um, next song. All right, we're gonna go track five. Feels like rain. By the band Motion City Soundtrack. Yeah, 
The song with ass. If you're not like, um, I give you permission to like just pause this podcast and listen to the whole record. <laughs> if you're if you're not already doing so, every song whips so much ass. Um, I'm gonna present you with a list of uh, songs about rain. Okay, please. I want your thoughts on all of them. Okay, absolutely. Number one with a bullet. I don't think you could start a list about rain without addressing this one. Purple oh, rain, of course. Have you ever seen the the Purple Rain at the Super Bowl halftime show? I have. Oh yeah. my god, it's one of the greatest <laughs> halftime shows ever put to film. Um, you know it's a good song when when the Super Bowl halftime show can like can 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 boost it a little bit. Oh, absolutely! Know? It rains while he's singing Purple Rain. <laughs> Fucking, you can't plan that shit. You know he you know he's only like five foot two, so he he was at risk of just getting swept away in those tr- that torrential downpour. Easy, buddy. <laughs> Uh, next one, Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Oh, that song kicks ass. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, rain on me, rain, right. rain, rain on me. <laughs> so um, some so, some Ariana Grande fans who listen to this podcast me. gave me a lot of shit about my slander of her. Okay. So I want to be very careful. Um, I don't want to continue piling on her. That song sucks. Rain on me, rain, hey, hey, rain, rain on me. me. <laughs> that song's great. You see, I, you're having a fun time. Um, I pulled this one off of your uh, Spotify playlist. It's raining men. Oh, I love the other girls. It's raining men. You know you're making a you're making a gay joke about me, but honestly, no, I'm not. The weather girls by uh, it's raining men by the the weather girls. That song whips fucking ass. How dare you accuse me of doing that? Look, uh, tonight I'm gonna get in bed and get absolutely soaking wet. <laughs> It's fucking great, dude. The Weather Girls, that song. Oh, kicks. you're. I thought you were just telling me like something about what you're gonna do tonight, dude. That the Weather Girls, what it's Rainy Man kicks ass. It's also Homer Simpson's favorite song. <laughs> uh, look, you don't gotta tell me. I love that song. No, you don't. Yes, I'm telling I you, do. you should love it. It's great. <laughs> um, Coming Clean by Hillary Duff. Let the rain fall down. It's a uh, the Laguna Beach song, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, Laguna and Beach. I saved, in my opinion. The best for last. I don't know. This is a controversial opinion. Um, the Rain by Missy Elliott. I can't stand the oh, rain. Oh, of course. Can we play that song real quick? Oh, so we can't play fucking It's Raining Men, but you yeah. want to play fucking Missy, Missy Elliott? Hey, bud. It's our podcast. You can play whatever you want. You can Honestly, I want you to play that Missy Elliott song. If you just play something entirely different right now, I'd just be like, cool. Okay. Missy Elliott. What's this? It's just called The Rain. The Rain. Okay. This is The Rain by Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. Missy really going Dark off and mean. Then <laughs> strong and lean. That's mother nature. She's a single woman too. <laughs> okay, we're getting flagged. But no, that song kicks ass. I was just listening to it. God bless mother nature. She's a single woman too. <laughs> Old mommy nature needs to get her shit clapped <laughs> on the DL. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this song? It's good. It's it's not one of my favorites. Like it's it's the thing. It's like this is a good song. Like when I listen to, it, I'm like, God, this song kicks ass. Mm-hmm. But if, if when we go to my rankings, it, it may or may not be ranked high. But it's like it's like we talked about in that that Killers episode. Like they're all good songs. You kind yeah. of have to determine where they're gonna go. We're on the same page. I like. I kind of. Like you said, spoilers a little bit. This is probably not going to be a super high ranking song. On, a, on we'll, we'll see. But like, um, it's still so. But when you listen good. to it in the moment, you're like, oh man, this should be higher. But that, that's the thing you're going to keep seeing is like all of these songs should be higher when you're listening mm-hmm. to them as a singular song. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Justin uh, has a lot of like good quotes about like the songs on these records. They're very Pete Wentz esque, okay. Where they're kind of rambling, and you're not really sure what point he's trying to make. So I'm not going to read like the totality of this quote, but like, um, I'll just read a little bit from the beginning. I was thinking of things along the lines of uh, suicide or cutting. For oh, me personally, this is what I understand. Oftentimes, I would get so frustrated with something, or upset, or angry, I would go into a rage and just want to hurt something. I think to myself, I would grab something and break it. It's a great quote. <laughs> um, it's very revealing. It's a little weird and a little strange, but um, do you remember last week when your wife uh, had her birthday and she was uh, drunk? She hit me over the back with a chair. I do remember that. That was yeah. cool. Um, it was. It felt like rain. <laughs> yeah, it was raining on my back. <laughs> um, I just accidentally deleted all my notes for this podcast. Oh my god. Nope, I undid it. Everything's I fine. I, <laughs> um, yeah, it feels like rain. Song kicks ass, but there are a lot of songs that kick ass on this album. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just highlight again, like the smacky drums, like even when he's not doing anything incredibly impressive with the drum work, mm-hmm. um, the drums just sound so fucking cool in this record, man. Um, I like this. I like this. Hey, well, shout outs to Tony o- old, uh, Thaxon. What was his, what did we call him? The Thax man. The Thax, Thax shout outs to the Thax man. He's, uh, he's delivering on the drums. <laughs> Um, next song. You want to get into it? Yeah, track six. This is a song called Makeout Kids by Motion City Soundtrack. This song reminds me of you. Because we're always making out. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed doing like the research for this uh, mm-hmm. episode because I kind of like knew most of it already. Yeah. Like inherently um, this kind of details like this kind of weird uh, romance between like these kind of like, um, how would you say kind of up their own ass, like art, art kids. So it didn't remind you of you. <laughs> no dickhead. That reminds me of you. Oh, okay. Um, uh, how am I an up my own ass art kid? Well, you, you love like film. I do love film and anime. I do love anime and bass. And do coffee. It. I do love all those things. Fuck. <laughs> that kind of makes you a little pretentious, I right? guess that's true. No, you're not I don't think bass makes you pretentious. That makes you like a... The bass is the most disrespected person of the band. <laughs> I am disrespecting you pretty uh, often. That's the whole dynamic of the show. Um, what do you think about this song? I love the guitar. It's very... It's a very driving guitar. So I love that. I, that's the thing. It's like When you look at my rankings, like um, aside from this... Uh, most of the other songs are like slower songs. Um, but yeah, this one is, it's, it's great. It doesn't really rate highly for me because it does slow down a lot. Like it's very high and low in the mm-hmm. same song. It gets slow and it gets high. Um, but yeah, the guitars, when it, when the guitars are on, it's fucking great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like Smithsy in, in a little bit to mm-hmm. me, like maybe not sonically, but it kind of feels like a Smith song. Maybe I, I'm not a big Smiths person, so maybe I'm, I'm a told. huge Smiths person. Well, maybe we'll do the Smiths in a later episode. Are they, they playing when we were young? Yeah. When, okay. <laughs> um, so I was uh, looking up like makeout kids, and I stumbled upon this website. You googled uh, make kids making out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy, Hillary Clinton, shout out. Um, <laughs> uh, so I stumbled upon this website called TVTropes.com. Oh, I love that. I, yeah, I've been to that website. Have you really? Yeah, I literally. It have. Whips ass, yeah. dude. <laughs> so that's kind of that's what I had written down. Like it will give you like detailed like kind of like analysis and like of, when the shows have it examples. Yeah, dude, yeah. and the, it's dude, it's great. Uh, like a, you know, like uh, just talking. 
talking about like examples of like kind of like touchy feely makeout kids and how that's a trope in like sitcoms. It even goes into like the sister trope of sickening, sickening sweethearts, which are like the more like less physical, but it's kind of like the kind of like gazing in each other's eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool. But then also like uh, I don't know if you know this on this TV tropes website, you can click on a button, random TV tropes. And oh just, yeah, yeah, like yeah. give you like, a random page. So. I did this a couple times, and I want to give you some of the tropes that I sure. landed on. I want I want your thoughts on them. Italian neorealism. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are words. I don't know. I don't associate with them. Full disclosure: I'm not really sure what it is. I think it's kind of like the the Joey from Friends, maybe. No, no, he's Italian. <laughs> yeah, but it's neorealism. I mean, <laughs> it's new real estate. Do they give you? It's new real estate. I didn't write out. I didn't write. Oh, down. so you just you're just giving me words? Yeah, I'm just giving you words. Okay, and I want great. your thoughts on okay, it. Okay, great. Yeah, it's, it's probably Joey from Friends. Uh, cockroaches ruling the earth. Joe's apartment. <laughs> yeah, this is it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic like yeah, vibe. You know. um, oh, uh, Furiosa! Did you see the Furiosa trailer, bro? N- what? Uh, that's n- that's oh. the new Mad Max movie. Oh, Louis, Louis, shout, out to, Louis. shout, shout, out, to, shout out to the Fifth Beetle, Louis. I think I think I we got the text while we were here, so we'll have, yes. to, we'll have to watch it during the break. Um, uh, a bait and switch character intros. Oh, I love that. Where they're like, "Oh yeah, I've got a date for you. He's coming," and it's like Urkel yeah. at the door. <laughs> He's like, um, "Hey, Carl, you got any cheese?" This is my favorite one. Gelatinous encasement. Gelatinous encasement. <laughs> like, so when, like, every... Like a goo girl? Kind of. Like, you know so... what a goo girl is? Rod? <laughs> um, I don't think... Well, now that you're bringing Rod in the conversation, it makes you think, I don't know what you're talking about. But, like, you ever, like, you wa- like you're like you watching a sitcom, and then one of the characters walks into the room, and all the characters are kind of, like, in some sort of, like, gelatinous, like, living being, and they're kind of floating what around. What are you fucking talking about? It's a TV trope, Eric. Is that like, a trope? Was that yes, on fucking Seinfeld, where the fucking gelatinous oh, Seinfeld, cube? but I'm pretty sure it happened on, like, um, you know... Mad about you or something like that. Okay, Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt in a gelatinous cube. I want to. I want to say like two or three times a, a season, you would just walk in on on Mad About You and they'd be in a gelatinous encasement, like a kind of pink, gooey, like living organism that's like kind of absorbed the room and they're like floating around. I don't know. I didn't watch the later season, so that might be true. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite like TV trope? I love the cousin Oliver, like the the the, the new character they bring on because it's like it's always like. <laughs> It's always like when they bring on a new character because it's like the show's been like four or five seasons yeah. in. It's very obvious why you're doing it, you know. Or like on that '70s show, who was the guy they brought in at the end of that '70s show? It was uh, Seth Meyers. Yeah, yeah, he was like the new Kelso. <laughs> he was like the Kelso's older brother, even though Kelso had an older brother. It was Luke Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I know. They they really dropped the ball on that. They one. did. Uh, my favorite uh, TV trope is a very special episode. Oh, I love that too. Where someone like smokes weed. Yeah, or someone they're has, like, I'm addicted to weed. Someone has unprotected relations. Oh, like the most famous, uh, one of the most famous, very special episodes was where uh, Becky from Saved by the Bell gets hooked on speed. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And she starts singing like, I'm so excited. And Zach is like, what are you doing? You're on caffeine pills. And she's like, or trucker pills. I do remember that. that yeah. Was, that was very fun. Um, when... Uh, in the lyrics of the song, when he when he's listing off like things that the uh, the female protagonist likes, uh, one of the things that he mentions is uh, "Gray Cell Green." Do you know what that is? I do not. It is a song by the band Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Have you ever heard of this band? <laughs> no. They're kind of. They never got out of Minnesota. I'm assuming. Well, I think they actually had like a couple like minor hits. I I listened to this band after like kind of discovering this. I highly suggest listening to them. They're kind of like a like a grungier jawbreaker. Oh, okay. Bit. What's the band called? 
Uh, Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Are you going to play it right now? No, no, I'm going to put it in the show notes. There you go. Um, uh, Twin Peak Afterno- Afternoons, an expensive wine, Cordon Bleu, a plethora of insecurities. I'm familiar with Twin Peak Afternoons. <laughs> I love David Lynch. Do you have any? Do you have a plethora of insecurities? Oh yeah. Have you ever had Cordon Bleu? When I was younger, when we'd go to the the, the Air Force Base, they used to have these frozen Cordon Bleus. You ever have one of those? Oh yeah. Uh, and I, they, they were like five bucks a piece. So back in the nineties, it was like, oh, that's expensive. <laughs> uh, but I loved them. Cordon Bleu is one of these weird, like eighties and nineties, like delicacies, yeah. like, like considered to be like a upscale dish. Yeah. Like just got uh, Stouffer's was like, we can do that for 39 cents yeah. and, and sell it for a dollar 29 beef Wellington. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, you want to tell them what, what chicken Cordon Bleu is if they don't know? Um, it is a uh, chicken cutlet, uh, um, and inside there it is wrapped with ham and Swiss cheese. And butter, right? Yes. Yeah. It's also fried. Um, God, that sounds fucking disgusting. It sounds disgusting. My heart hurts just hearing that. You would you would be fucking uh, busting loads right now if I just showed up with a chicken quarter. <laughs> I mean, that might Even be a true. frozen one. That might be true. Um. During, like, the chorus of the song, there's some really cool, like, thick guitar, Weezer-esque yeah. um, guitar parts. Uh, this band uh, is are also big, like, Weezer people. Did you read anything about that? I didn't read anything about that, but it sounds right. Everyone in this band, like, loves early Weezer. Mm-hmm. So, it just makes sense. I also love early Weezer, regrettably, I guess. So, um, hell yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to No, nothing else for Makeout Kids. Do you want to go into track seven? Uh, let's do it. Track seven, Time Turned Fragile by the band Motion City Soundtrack. The song whips ass. (laughs) Newsflash. So this song... Should this song have been a single? I'm so surprised that it wasn't. Because it was like, when I was listening to this, I was like, I was like, this is such a, of the time, like a song that would have popped off. Mm-hmm. Like if it were on Fuse or whatever. Um, A great song. Uh, again, a lot of these like, uh, like kind of upbeat synthy songs are so fucking good. Yes. Um, It's just crazy that no one was like, hey, maybe we should keep out, keep putting those songs out as singles. I mean, they, do you think that if they kind of went in that direction, they would have been way more popular? Like, I 100% think that. And as we get, but into what like made the, them not do that though? I have no idea. Maybe it was like the like they needed. They thought they needed to be more emo, like emo right. in quotation. Marks. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I don't know. They were gonna be like lumped in with like Fall Out Boy, Bowling for Soup, or OK Go. Because oh, oh yeah. You know what? Now that you say that. Absolutely. And maybe record executives at the time thought that was like less timeless. Right. I, I don't know. There's uh, not a lot of future. They might, they're probably like, oh, yeah, this is a flash in the pan. Yeah. Um, where they maybe thought the emo thing was maybe more profitable. Maybe they just thought this band wasn't going to be very profitable in the in, in, in the long run. And they were like, let's just capitalize on the emo sounds. Uh, jackasses. Fools. Um, so do you know what the song is about? No. Go ahead. This song is written by one Justin Pierre. Okay. Um, it is he is assuming the uh, writing duties of his father, writing about himself. 
<laughs> okay, so it's it's Justin Pierre writing from his dad's POV, writing about himself. Yes, okay. basically saying like, "Hey, I like I want the best for you. Sometimes you're an asshole, um, but I still love you." Okay, uh, man, this record kicks so much ass. <laughs> like it's it's it gets lost like the nuances of the songwriting and how kind of deep some of this shit is. Um, do you think that like that? T- do you think that the the upbeat presentation of the instrumentation and all that synth kind of takes away from how deep these songs are maybe maybe if he had a more like bright eyes approach i was thinking yeah like a saddle creek kind of thing yeah just like flat out sad bastard stuff maybe i love sad bastard stuff um you know i like some sad bastard bullshit but like dude i like the the jumpy synthy part of this for sure um this is a song I can't relate to very well because uh, my uh, father has never supported me in anything that I've ever done. <laughs> oh my god, um, Eric, you have any? I'm like... kind of like your dad. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, old old enough to be. My... <laughs> You're how many? Like, what are you like? I'm like a year and a half older than yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> if even a half, probably. You get too much shit about how old you are. I get too much shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm the same age as Matt. <laughs> I'm just saying it on on record now. I, I when 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 they give well, you, you shit tell about, them on that on tomorrow. I'll just be silent. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know you will. Um, and when I when I looked around, I when it came for when they came for me, I there was no one to defend me. <laughs> e two brute. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have any like uh like baggage with your parents you want to unpack on this podcast? Nope. <laughs> me neither. You're good, bro. And just think about that. This guy did it like it, that's like. Well, you're an art per- when you're an art person. That's kind of yeah. like your whole thing, you know. We make art. We make fart. This podcast <laughs> is art. Yeah, the audio art. <laughs> um, any any closing thoughts? This on song's song? a banger, dude. I like it. Let's go to the next one. All right, next song is track eight. Let's get fucked up and die. Also known as LG Fod. You guys know this one. Yeah, you guys know it. It's it's one of the it's one of the big ones. Now, so when we have been criticizing the singles on this record, yes. doesn't mean we don't like this song. This song kicks ass. Yeah. Yes, you're right. It is but that's the thing you'll see when we go through our our breakdown. It's like I just don't think this eh. was like the best the best single. When I don't think it should have been a single at all. That's I my I just like I just like it, you you they should have capitalized on the kind of like upbeat stuff and uh, this song is great but it's like a little bit of a, a tone changer um put out a, a fun song yeah but that's the thing is like all their the the way the production is like all their songs sound fun mm-hmm. but you know you they can't just do like a you know like a a Blink One Eighty Two song oh you know we all wish. Um, this mantra was coined by the merch guy of one All American Rejects uh, during their UK tour. The same UK tour that they really got close to. Mark, I imagine this is just. I mean, I, I know this is just a Blink Way to All American Rejects Motion City soundtrack UK tour. Mm-hmm. Um, while- wait, so was the merch guy saying LG Fod? Yeah, apparently, just uh, on one drunken night in who knows Ireland or some bullshit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The their merch guy just got shit faced and was like, "Let's get fucked up and die." All right. And Justin, uh, with his uh, 
issues. Yes. Was like, that rules. I'm going to make a song about that. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that is a, to be fair though, like, you know, when we, when the, an artist isn't making it known that you're dealing with issues in terms of like addiction, mm-hmm. you know, like we just came with, off of an album by Millionaires last episode where they just, uh, most of the song was let's get fucked up and die. <laughs> you know, it's just, a, they were all party songs. Yeah. So, um, so there's a lyric in this song. Uh, I want to thank you for being a part of my forget-me-nots and marigolds. Uh, this is taken from a song called Forget by the band The Promise Ring off their record Nothing Feels Good. You and I are both big We're Promise, Promise Ring guys, yeah. Um, I was also thinking of Hollyhocks and Forget-me-nots. Oh, yeah. That yeah. works, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like definitely, like 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 we had been saying, some uh, pulling direct lyrics from a Promise Ring song, very much like Midwestern emo influence on this. Um, goddamn the liquor store is closing. We were so close to scoring. It hurts. It destroys. It kills. I'm that's, so tired and hungry and totally useless. So that when I was listening to the, the album, I was like, that's very current, I guess, current and pre-existing Midwest emo. Yeah. Like it's very like not glamorizing drinking, mm-hmm. just sort of like talking about how drinking is like something you have to do. Yeah. And it may be like the most like fucking brutal lyrics on this. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, there's no like, um, you know, like I just said, like, I want to thank you for being uh, part of my Forget-Me-Nots and Marigolds. That's um, really beautiful, poetic, Midwestern emo stuff. Uh, Goddamn, the liquor store is closing. It's yeah. like brutally just, I have to drink right now. Or but I feel if like I we've also said sucks. that on some of our nights, too. So, <laughs> And of course, I mean, I think that's well, why. Well, actually, liquor stores don't close in Las Vegas. That's so. very true. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, part of what makes this, like, record, like, so, like, beautiful. It's like... I think in your 20s, there are a lot of, like, let's get fucked up, um, let's just drink and forget everything, live for the weekend type people. Right. Um, but to, when you pull out the curtain on specifically Justin, it's like, damn, he was really going through it. This wasn't just like, I work right, my yeah. five and I want to have a couple of beers. This was like... I just need to get through the day. I like this. I'm like, my day is ruined because the liquor store is yeah, closed. Yeah, true. Um, on an airplane... And I don't know the year, actually. I didn't write it down. Onto the Giant had 119 beers in a oh, six-hour yeah. span. Yeah. I had, what do you, who is the drunkest person who's ever existed? <laughs> Andre the Giant used to have to, because he couldn't fit into bathroom stalls in airplanes, they would just have to put a curtain up and, like, uh, a bucket for him. And it would just make people throw <laughs> up, like, while he was on a plane. We'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta grow up big and strong like Andre the Giant. Yeah. Um... I mean, yeah, the, the, the song is basically just uh, we're, we're, there's a kind of back to back on really getting into the uh, drinking aesthetic of this record. And mm-hmm. the next song is kind of also part of that. Um, there's another lyric I want to bring up. Uh, the BX, the BX, the BMX bike of my like is about to explode. Um, that's the actual lyric from this the, song. The BMX bike of my like of my life. Oh, my it? life. OK. Um, any idea what that's about? I don't know. There's probably a movie where some BMX bike blows up. <laughs> Sounds like some Coheed and Cambria bullshit. Ooh, ten speed. Do you think we'll ever talk about Coheed and Cambria? We on this absolutely podcast? will, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm gonna make sure that it's next episode. Let's do next episode. It's not. No, let's not do it next episode. Oh, you're a coward. I am. I need as, prep time. As you're hiding, you needed prep time for this album, and it's working out for you. <laughs> Give me prep time to work on the fucking Coheed album. You're hiding your Coheed tattoo right now. Oh, my key work tattoo. Hell yeah, bro. You should get one tonight. It's about time, right? Let's go to let's go to Precious Slut. Oh, uh, bro, you, yeah, like, a key work. <laughs> um, great song. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? No, no, no. I mean. 
it's 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 one of the big songs where I'm like it never really resonated with me like sonically. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's fine. So that's just that's my opinion on it though. I think we I think we probably should we can't just keep uh glad handing uh, right, giving right. this whole record a hand job. To me, uh Let's Get Fucked Up and Die is a weird like it's it's a really good song, but it's not like a home run. It's one of the few kind of like ah. It's a double. Maybe yeah. maybe a triple. I think they lose the uh, I love the kind of like the like as every verse gets a little bit more intense kind of mm-hmm. leading in like this most the heart-wrenching like liquor store monologue um it's just uh compared to some of the other songs it just a little falls a little flat for me it does but, fall flat a little bit but that's you know that's just me and you yeah and me let's get into track nine better open the door by the band motion city soundtrack Hey bro, this this song whips ass. <laughs> it's sad, whips ass. but it's also like it's sad because it's like, hey, this life ends every weekend, but it's all I have. Like it's like, oh, it's yeah. like it's working the nine to five. Maybe uh-huh. not for him. But obviously, it's more of like a party aspect, but it's like I, it resonates with me. You know, it's like you you when you look, listeners, Mick and I are in a very close group of friends, and we do the same thing a lot. Because we, it's like a close family thing, and that's kind of what this song is in <laughs> in my interpretation of it. Yeah, I, I think here's here's the difference. Uh, this song is kind of meant to be written as like a, um, it's the, the nine to five is over. Let's hang out with my buddies, and honestly, the song like whips ass where he's just like listing off his friends and the bars and like it, it's like, it's a, like a, there's a dark side to it, obviously. and it's like that is the issue. It's like there is a little bit of a dark side. Um, yeah to this um uh yeah if you thought let's get fucked up and die is like a alcohol abuse song uh this is almost like he's a functioning alcoholic yeah it's it's it's, it's like instead of like this is like my the dark side of alcohol this is like this is like before the it gets bad the morning after yeah Um, no but this song whips ass though this song is featured on the Don the John Tucker Must Die soundtrack I love John Tucker Must Die (laughs) I knew you would I've never seen it I've never seen it either, but I know, I think, uh, who's in it? I know, I remember watching it. It's like one, a woman who was like a R&B singer who was like, I'm going to try to do acting for a while. Mm. Uh, it's like Selma Blair or something like no, that? No, it's not Selma Blair. Not the it's, R&B. Ashanti's in it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay, Ashanti's in it. Yeah. Um, I can talk about this song for hours, and I might. Uh, this song does something super cool with like the lyrics. There is like this weird alliteration with like every verse. Uh, Kate claims she can't depend on me, uh, for anything. And I agree. It's crystal clear. Um, Frank fails to see the humor in my breakdancing. Uh, Matt makes his murderous demands. Um, damn, this shit's good. It's like a They Might Be Giants song. Where, like, the I weird, was like, the, yeah, there are songs where I did get... They must be giants. Yeah, like vibes. It's so weird to like, ha- like you, like not only is like, you... has Justin called out like they might be giants? Please don't cry on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did look up some of the bands he like he he considered like big influences. Super Chunk, okay, an- another yeah, band I yeah. like. So the more I do research on this, it all kind of makes sense. I love Super Chunk. Super Chunk is a big um influence. Um. But yeah, like the 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 song is uh, super catchy, uh, fast paced. 
Um, there's a, the, 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 there's like, it's, it's like a kind of like, uh, like twangly guitar, Mm kind of like emo. It's like, it's not like an emo guitar, but it's like if the emo guitar was a little bit more like aggressive. Um, Oh, I see what you're saying. It's not very like, it's not like math rocky. It's sort of just like. It chug, it chuggy. It's like yeah, kind of yeah, chuggy. Yeah. yeah, It's hard to describe. Obviously, yeah. as we're stumbling over this. Um, he also shouts out two bars, um, in general, the CC Club, okay, uh, and the uh, Triple Rock Social Club. The Triple Rock Social Club. So unfortunately, the Triple Rock Social Club has uh, closed down. Um, I found it on Google Maps. Okay. Um, it is not even on uh, Lindell Avenue, as the song specifies. Um, it appears to be like a Middle Eastern pharmacy now. Oh, okay. Um, but I have good news. The CC Club is still up and running. 2600 Lindell Avenue. Uh, Shout out to you guys. Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55408. Um I have a lengthy uh, Yelp review that I'm going to try to uh, uh, cut down a little bit. Okay. Um, Lynn T. One month ago, I went at 4 p.m. on a Sunday. Bathrooms were clean. Drinks were strong. I ordered a double shot with a can of Red Bull and a Dirty, dirty Shirley. Uh, Ooh, a Dirty Shirley, dude. Fresh, <laughs> food was uh, fresh, hel- uh, healthy ser- serving sizes. Uh, my two friends ordered two beers each. We sat at the bar. Um, the bartender was extremely attentive. Um, I didn't get any weird vibes. Spent seventy five together. Spent seventy five dollars altogether. I Three would, people. I would go back. Hmm. Uh, four out of five stars. Nice. <laughs> Why are you give them four stars? Sounds like you had a great time. Just give them five stars. Uh, dude, I can go for a dirty Shirley right now, bro. We should make our way to the CC Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I think we have to make the trek. There. I think it's winter. It's probably the best time to go to Minnesota. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, uh, just regurgitating things you said, like. Weezery, Midwestern emo, yeah, cool synth, smacky drums, um, and like you and and like we we talked about the um, uh, Kate claims she can't depend depend on me for anything. And I agree. It's crystal clear. I reach for the bottle and disappear. That's like it's like this weird like they're little like hidden like um like bad drinking things. Yeah, <laughs> like no, in the I super mean, fun in song. every in every song. Yeah. All right, let's get to track 10. Together, we'll ring in the new year by the band Motion City Soundtrack. Party's over, bro. Party's over, man. We just had two back-to-back songs about heavy drinking, and together we'll ring in the new year. This is what I was talking about when they're talking about the new year being kind of symbolism for a new you. Is it together? Is it him and his drunk self? I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? I don't. I, it's not. It's not clear to me in the song. Um, it could be him. It could be him and a lover. A lover. It could be him and the band. Um, the the brilliant sequencing. How do you feel about this song? I love this song. This song has huge not a surf vibes for me. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Huge not a surf vibes. There you go. And I can't wait for that episode too. <laughs> Maybe we do it next week. Give me time. I gotta prepare. <laughs> we'll do uh, Cody and Cambria and not a surf next week. Ooh, a little double, a little twofer. Um, like I said, uh, we 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 rang in the new year. Um, and I don't feel any different. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
What do you what What are your thoughts on the on the sonically? How do you feel about this song? I love this song. No, this is a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing: it's like when I when you go to my rankings, I I'm looking for when I listen. So when I'm looking for Motion City soundtrack, I'm looking for upbeat synth stuff, and this is not that. Um, so that's not to say that this isn't a phenomenal song. It is. It's a very good song. Uh, but it may not rank high for me. Um, but that being said, like every song on this album is worth listening to. Like it's, I wouldn't say this album is like a, a 10 out of 10, but like every song is well-written. Every song is, the sequencing is great. Um, and now, now that I see that, like now that you've told me about what, what this song is actually about, like it's a whole new way to listen to this album. Could be maybe another hole that could be poked in this record is like the highs are too high and, and that makes the lows feel really, really low. It's like two different albums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hors d'oeuvres have been dismantled. Mm, water chestnuts and bacon. Bro. <laughs> I was going to say, Eric, what are your favorite yeah, hors d'oeuves? If you're like, if you're just at like a, like a bougie party and you see someone walking around with like a, a past tray. Hors what d'oeuvres. Yeah. <laughs> What do I like? Yeah, what do you like? What well, are you into? I bro? love a, I love a whole I love a pig in a blanket. Okay. These are these are my party favorite. I'm not going to some ritzy. I'm not going to the win. I mean, there are, I've been to some elevated dining experiences that have pigs and blankets as I like I love an a pig in a blanket. I love uh, I was telling Mick at Friendsgiving, uh one of my favorite hors d'oeuvres is like a it's a water chestnut, a piece of bacon, uh and then dipped in barbecue sauce and then you broil that. <laughs> It's fucking amazing. Looking back on it, we definitely had too much to drink on on that day when we were like, um, we had like a good ten minute conversation about water chestnuts and how much we love water. Chestnuts. Yeah, well, hey, that might be a, an indication <laughs> that you you might have had a little too much, but no, water chestnut. And it's I'm, I'll make that for for Christmas our Christmas party. Ooh, yeah. oh, there you go. You heard it here first. What about a crab cake? Ah, uh, I'm not, not a, a crab cake. Here's the thing: a crab cake always sounds good until you order one. You're like, oh, this is just it's a it's a little much. There's way too many intense flavors in it. Crab like like sneaky is kind of like a dry meat. It is. It is. Yeah, it just falls. It crumbles apart like your penis. Dry meat. It does. (laughs) Dry Um, meat. Yeah, and we were talking about like um, dates wrapped in bacon. Yeah. And like a medjool date. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we need to have just like a, a past app hors d'oeuvre party. Oh my God. Where bro. everything's just little tiny things. An hors d'oeuvre potluck, bro? Come <laughs> on. That sounds fucking dope. That's what we're doing this year. All right. You guys heard it. Um, next song. Track 10, Hangman by the band Motion City Soundtrack. Hangman. Hangman. <laughs> That's Spoonman. Yeah, I know. I know. Commit this to memory. Now listen, hold on. Before you say anything, you and I were were eleven songs deep. We're about to hit the last song. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about how good of a singer Justin Pierre is. I think I think that's because it goes without saying. Uh huh. But we need to say it here and now. Yeah. Um. We. I think many many episodes we had a conversation um talking about whether Justin Pierre or Patrick Stump are better singers. Well, it's Patrick Stump. I definitely think it's Patrick, and that's kind of I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of like um haven't brought it up yet. But it can't be understated that he is like an amazing singer. Yeah, I mean, you just spend a year eating a filet mignon, and then you eat like a really good porterhouse. You're like, oh, well, you know, I that's a that. great way to put it. You know, or like a yeah, he's like a New York strip. A New York strip, yes. <laughs> 
what are your thoughts on this song, bro? I love this song. This uh, song whips ass. This is one of my. This is it's 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 definitely higher ranked for me. Mm-hmm. This song whips ass. I love I love when a song. Uh, I love when a song executes the the title of the album in a song and it, they do it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, take this to your grave, uh, for instance. Uh, Did it with uh, patron saint of liars, liars and fakes. Yes. Yep. Uh, and they do it well here, and it's great. It's um, you know, they don't make it a whole thing. It's not like you know when a hardcore band says their name in a song, mm-hmm. but it's nice. Do you know this is like one of the like most divisive, most motion city soundtrack songs? Why how, by the fandom? Like how I so? don't know. They just don't like it very much. They don't like the. Mark but it's a part. good song. They, I think a lot of people do not like the Mark part. So we Who didn't. Who fucking he, cares? He he produced this album. <laughs> if you like this album, tough shit. You got to deal with Mark Hoppus. Yeah, I don't even know why. Like I'm like I'm not the world's biggest Mark Hoppus fan. Um, but I still like totally don't mind like his like little little bridge here. Yeah, I'm just a brilliant fuck with stupid luck. What does he say? Something like that. Yeah, shout, shout out to Mark Hoppus, uh, our one of our favorite Pokemon Go players, <laughs> the Hop Dog. Yeah, the Hop Dog. I love that. <laughs> um, it's also kind of unclear exactly what this song is about. I mean, Hangman, you're leaving, letting yourself out to dry. There's obviously yeah, symbolism. It's, it's, well, yeah, it's like a, a guy who's obviously the the subject matter in this song is a lot of self loathing mm-hmm. and maybe some suicidal ideations. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, that's probably got it. I mean, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but it's like, if I'm going to assume. A lot of people think this song is about the record industry, too. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't, really, I don't know if that's true, but I felt the need to bring it up. because oh, I mean, that's people, interesting. Yeah. Enough people said it online. Dude, where were you going to, like, where, where were you, like, on the Reddit or... Is there um, is the is there a big Reddit like what's the There is not a big R Motion City soundtrack. Uh huh. There's a uh, but I did commute there. R pop punkers. Oh, R, I I love R pop punkers. R emo, uh, songmeetings.com, genius. Of These course. are all places I commute pretty often. So shout out to all those earls. Hey, if you're all on R pop punkers, why don't you uh, you see a uh, from a, a Dorktree pod posting there mm-hmm. and give him an upvote? Yeah, and then go look at his posts and see him posting his penis on on various Reddit pages. That's not our, that's not Dorktree Pod's account. That's your account. <laughs> that's I know you're using the Dorktree Pod Reddit account to post your meat on fucking. I'm just saying, Filipinos in the wild. Hey, any of you guys listening? Philippine bros in the wild. Listen, <laughs> uh, anybody out there, if you're on our pop punkers or if you're on our uh, when we were young fest, give us an upvote. Tell us you like the show. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, I don't want to hear. I don't hear. I don't want to hear it. But uh, yeah, no, Hangman's a good song. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, um, g- great, great song. Uh, maybe should have been the last song. You want to get into the actual yeah. last song? Hold me down. More like hold this L. Uh, hold <laughs> me down by Motion City Soundtrack, and we'll play for you guys right now. Piano in here? Was this fucking something corporate? <laughs> it's goddamn Coldplay. Who's this? Jack Johnson? <laughs> this song is good. It's not a bad song. The song There's is no good. There's no bad song on this album. <laughs> but let it. It. I don't know. There's something about this song that just kind of like doesn't feel. It doesn't right. feel like Motion City soundtrack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I so. Uh, if you read the lyrics, and we won't get into excruciating detail for uh, for the tw- the twelfth time, yeah. But um, uh, so it's a very obviously just a breakup song. 
but it's not a breakup song. Uh, the origin of the song is Justin had a roommate uh, living with him who moved out. And okay. then uh, he was combing through his like couch cushions one day and found a piece of her math homework, probably like a like a college math assignment or college. whatever, and was like, huh, if this were a breakup note, this would be really depressing. And then kind of fabricated a story around this idea. <laughs> well, no, don't, that's not fabricating. You're a songwriter. Exactly. That's, yeah. And, and, and I don't want to take I I I don't want to take anything away. Like, yeah. There might be like this song might be inspired by actual breakups. Right. I don't know, and it, it probably is. Let, let's be honest. But like, um, it just it, it's it's not about like a literal breakup. Like, um, yeah. So, uh, but that's there's. I mean, that's that's. I mean, look, you're a musician. You have to kind of get these it's like when you're writing a movie or something mm-hmm. you know you gotta you don't always have to take directly from your life exactly yeah but it's, th- this song has a kind of like a dear john vibe to it and uh, i channing tatum yeah <laughs> was channing tatum in a dear yeah, so the, the movie dear john I channing never, tatum and rachel mcadams i didn't say? see it oh i don't have it on dvd your loss <laughs> um but yeah there's there's no like literal um uh, uh, a Dear John letter. There is a music video for this. This Dear is a John, single. Uh, Dear John, 2010 PG-13 movie with uh, Jenny Tatum, uh, Amanda Seyfried, and uh, Luke Benward. Oh, Luke Benward. Luke Benward. I love our, Luke Benward. You can watch it right now on Netflix. I have no idea who Luke Benward is. I don't either. Um, this this song is good. Uh, it was also a single, which is insane to me. That is that crazy. Someone thought this well, that's be- why they didn't fucking pop off. The you Motion City soundtrack, you guys deserve better. Whoever thought this should have been the single, it this is a fine song and it's 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 good. But like this should Look, have been the song they were playing on MTV two, trying to get this band like like Pierre. You're up. scaring the hose. <laughs> you just need to you need to uh, take hold me. Uh, you need to take this song, hold me down off of the the singles, and you put in I don't know fucking time turned time fragile. T- time turned fragile. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like the video is weird. It's just them playing in like a snowy field, and then there's like an airplane that, like kind of like flies over them, and a bunch of kids start throwing snowballs at them. It's a from not- the airplane. You depressurize the cabin. <laughs> no, not not from the airplane. Oh, okay. kids, all, kids on the on the on the ground. Floor. Okay. Um, it's kind of like I don't want to say it's a bad music video, but it just it there could have been better music videos. Yeah. Well, I mean, like let's be real. Like they probably didn't have a lot of. They're not getting Spike Jones to direct their music videos. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a big band. Um, you know, the year of the emptiness of the afternoon is the reason why I burst in bloom. How I break. Ooh, burst in bloom. Cursive. Cursive. Good lyrics. And it's like, it's, it just, this is not like what you should have been exposing to the public. Do some funk synth, synth, Do synthesizer, some funky, punky, punky, rocky stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying this is a bad end to the album. I'm saying it is. I actually don't even think it's like a horrible last track. Right. I just think it's um, in a wide swath of great Motion City soundtrack songs. This one is just not high on the list for me. What's the, is it, did you find any kind of like uh, fandom information about this song? Like how they feel about it? No, not oh, really. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean like obviously there are some times where it's like a song that you're like, oh, that's, they chose this. But like mm-hmm. the fandom that you find out like loves it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I don't, Motion City soundtrack unfortunately doesn't have like the same following as Fallout Boy, so it wasn't as easy to <laughs> to to. Uh, and that's to unfortunate. That. I, the last note I have on this is in the music video. There's like an old man who's like holding like his wife or something, and he kind of looks like Charles Grodin. Really? Any thoughts on Charles Grodin? Not a fan, but you know <laughs> he was part of uh you know the Raiders staff for a little bit, so there's that. No, Charles Grodin. Oh, not Grodin. Oh, I thought he was like Grodin. <laughs> 
no, Charles Grodin, uh, one of the best. Uh, what's that movie with Robert De Niro? Uh, Midnight Run. Yep. Love that. Beethoven. Beethoven. Beethoven second. My uh, personal favorite film, Clifford. Clifford. Mar- Marty Short. So. Um, yeah, not a big fan of this song. Do you know that there was a bonus track? I do know about the bonus track. I, I don't rank it. It's on my rankings. It's not in my rankings. I listen to it and I don't have like a ton to say about it. But I kind of thought that like now we're through yeah. the um the 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 track by track. Can we listen? Play it real quick. Let's 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 go out to break. Okay. On the bonus track, and we'll also come back on the bonus track. We'll give our thoughts on it real quick, and then we'll do our patented ranking of the tracks. That sounds good to me. Here, we'll play a little bit of the bonus track called "Invisible Monsters," inspired by the Chuck Palahniuk book of the same name. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> Heyo, you're listening to the Dork Tree uh, podcast right now. Eric made me do four of these kind of advertisement bumps telling you to like and subscribe and follow. So this is number four. I've ran out of creative things to say. Um, follow us on Instagram at Dork Tree Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Grand Theft Podum. Uh, go to the Ko-Fi, which I assume is... Eric, what's the name of the Ko-Fi? Dork Tree Pod. Dork Tree Pod and... Um, you know, buy some t-shirts and some stickers and always just, uh, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and tell your buddies about it. Thank you. And we're back. This is from another door tree and this is invisible monsters by motion city soundtrack. This is the, uh, bonus track that's from the deluxe version uh how do you feel about invisible monsters it's a good song do you like chuck polinick <laughs> I, I do not well i don't want to say i don't but i'm just not like You're i'm not pre- 20 years old i'm predisposed to say that i don't because i'm not one of those people that's fair you're not a, a, a heavy reader that's the kind of people <laughs> you're talking about i got books <laughs> yeah. oh wait no i don't you got uh you know what the best kind of book is picture book <laughs> a coffee table book shout out to elena i love reading elena's books they're the most oh my god bro you try to you get you read one book to her she's got you there all night <laughs> um yeah get lots of lots of pictures i don't want i don't want to have to read about fucking world war ii and shit like that that's what her, da- that's what her daddy's reading yeah uh <laughs> so look uh we're back we're gonna do our our trademark track by track mm-hmm. uh how this works listener is Mick and I will go through our rankings, uh, least favorite to most favorite. Uh, if we have any that match on the same number, we'll take a little drink. Mick, tell us what you're drinking. <laughs> what do I what do I got you drinking tonight? We're nog dogging right We're now. Nog, yeah, <laughs> nog dogging. We got some of Eric's organic eggnog from Strauss Farms with a little bit of Evan Williams and some nutmeg on top. I yeah, a little nutmeg. We're ju- your your boys are just chugging some nog right now. We're nut nogs. <laughs> We're nog nuts. <laughs> Um, Lamin, let's do it. Let's jump right into it. All right. So, track 12, your least favorite, Mick. What do you got? My least favorite track on this record. And I do have to say, I I legitimately, sincerely, honestly, like every, really like every track on this record. It is it was difficult for me to do this. My number 12 is hold me down. Hey, bro. Hold this W. We got the same <laughs> number 12. Pound that nog. I can tell I like this song a lot more than you do. So I feel like this is a little, like, I feel a little dirty doing this. Mm. But it is. Chug just... that eggnog, please. Mm. <laughs> Track 11. What do you got? I have Let's Get Fucked Up and Die. 
I have Makeout Kids. Okay, fair enough. That's your song. That's a song I associate with you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, track 10. Time Turn Fragile. Wow. Shots fired. Uh, track 10, uh, Let's LG Fod. It's not Shots Fired. I want to be very clear. I Police really, lines do not cross. I really like all these songs and even like my 10th favorite That's crazy though. That That's your second least favorite song. It's not crazy, bro. That's I like kind all of these insane. songs. All these songs are like nines and above to me. All right. So it's just splitting hairs. Uh, number nine, speaking of, Hangman. Number nine, together we will ring in the new year. Valid. Uh, number eight is Makeout Kids for me. Number eight is Feels Like Rain. Number seven for me, Resolution. Number seven, Resolution. Wow. Clinky clink. More nog. More nog. Mm. Mm, it's thick. <laughs> uh, number six is uh, Feels Like Rain. It's number six, Hang Man. <laughs> number five, Together We'll Ring in the New Year. Number five, Attractive Today. Uh, number four, Everything is All Right. Number four, Everything is All Right. Look Whoa. at it. Oh, hey, no, no shit. This might be the most we've agreed where you're not lying to me on the fucking <laughs> on, on air. I think there might, there might be... If I if my calculations are correct, we might be close to another one too. When, what what are you doing just, the math in your head? What did we just do? Everything is all right. Number three, when you're around. Number three, better open the door. Oh boy. Number two is attractive today. Number two is time turn fragile. Uh, number one for me is better open the door. Number one, when you're around. When you're around, kicks ass. When you're around, kicks ass. Yeah. It's number three for me, but it might as well just be number one. I mean, they're yeah, all number all one. Number one they're all number yes, one. To absolutely, me. I get that. Um, better open the door is my number one. I feel kind of weird about it because it's like the, like in a record about alcohol abuse, it is the song that's about partying, but you love partying, <laughs> but it's, I, my favorite part about the record or about the song is the alliteration, the, and the, um, the secret, like, uh, I love this, but I also hate this vibes of the song. I can, I, yeah, I can, I can obviously, I, I can respect that. I also just think that you are an ambassador of partying. So, uh, do, me and the millionaires, yeah. Uh, shout outs to Jorge, a former roommate <laughs> of the of the millionaires. Uh, yeah, we have friends of friends. Of we have friends of friends of millionaires. We just realized that. <laughs> so you know, great record. What are your final thoughts on commit this to memory? Um, I don't know what I can say that hasn't already. Uh, ben said this by you a million times <laughs> uh this record is beautiful uh it is everything i want in this uh super catchy um kind of like synthy party rock record sprinkled with like real human like depression and um in a time where like uh like I don't want to take like uh like a take drive by shots at like other mall emo bands of the time, mm-hmm. but like uh I feel like the, the 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 tones of those records are very like teenage juvenile, yeah, y- yeah, like juvenile is a good way to put it. It's just like um no, I was just talking about juvenile, like, he's, like the <laughs> you're talking about me, he's, like you're being juvenile, right <laughs> yeah, now. like back that ass up, yeah. <laughs> um, those re- I and I don't want I, I I do not want to take anything away. I'm being sincere when I say I don't want to take anything away from those. But, like, this record is, like, weirdly, like, mature in a different way. It's, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, real. This is not, like, a girl doesn't. Like, this song is this record yeah. is not about a girl doesn't like me. This record is about, like, oh, um, I think I'm losing my mind. And I'm struggling with, like, substance abuse. But also the fucking synths kick ass and we're partying. <laughs> and it's, like, this really, like, just. It, it feels a lot more human than a lot of other records. No, okay. So uh, this uh, maybe uh, this is how I feel about you liking this album. Does does this feel like 
a perfect storm of things. Like it kind of feels like there's just a whirlwind of like ideas and they all kind of just like work. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um it's sincere. It's not performative. It's there, raw. Yeah. Um it's perfect. Well, that's great. I mean, yeah, like we've said this before at the, at the top like I I like songs from Motion City Soundtrack. I like Motion City Soundtrack. You have always been like this is my favorite band uh or one of them. And I never really kind of gave it – it was always like a surface-level listen for me. Mm -hmm. And for this episode uh, and listener, this is kind of what we're doing for you. We're giving you these deep dives so that you know. Because I didn't know that it was like a weirdly raw and like emotional and dark place. I was just like, oh, it's the silly synth band. Sort of in the same class as like OK Go. But obviously more refined. Um, And it's kind of giving me like a whole new aspect to kind of view their art from. And maybe like when I come back and revisit this album or when I go back and listen to I Am The Movie, like it'll be I'll, I'll be more inclined to listen to the lyrical content more than I normally am. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, bro. What do you give it? What's your score? Out of 10. Out of 10. Or whatever you want to give no, it. No, no. Like it's the 10. Uh, we're doing. Hey, this is the road to when we were young. We're changing it up. You know, we're not going to give it fart out of 10. Like this is <laughs> Dork Tree Pod. Um, this is like an 8.5 nine eight it's an 8.7 for me fair enough yeah it's a very good song it's a very good album uh we the the uh, the album art is iconic to me because i've seen it for 20 20 plus oh, yeah. years uh we haven't really talked about the album i art. know we didn't but um i didn't i couldn't find anything like who the artist was yeah. so yeah but the album art is iconic uh what do you give this album i think i'm gonna give it a 9.8 you're not gonna give it a ten? I don't think I'm gonna give it. It doesn't. It doesn't have that special sauce. That's like a ten, right? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, when you, if, wait till the coheed episode. If a ten means something, it like you, it has to be like perfect. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like I, I, it's like it, there's two different like uh, philosophies with ratings. It's like mm-hmm. there are people who are like, oh, I can give tens easily, like it's no problem, mm-hmm. or it's like I don't give anything a ten because there's I, no perfect album. I am not someone who like just gives out a lot of tens. Of course not. No. So, but do you, you would give out a ten though. I would give out a 10. Okay. I have given out a 10. Okay. I got a lot of shit for giving fucking Pet Sounds a 10. Oh, no, yeah, I that didn't. is a perfect 10. No, wait, no one cared about that. No, yeah. Oh, Brian Wilson emailed us about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. He said, fuck that guy. Yeah, he was, yeah, again, he was at the 7-Eleven after I, after I got to record <laughs> that episode. He yeah. was like, thanks for giving me a 10. Yeah, Brian Wilson was like, yeah, make America great again. <laughs> no, Brian Wilson's not the weird man. It's, 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 it's the Ma- other Mike, Mike Love is the weird man. Everyone else other than Brian Wilson. Yeah. So. Okay, so wait, was it 9.8, 9.7? Say 9.8. 9.8. Okay, there you have it. Um, yeah, this is a phenomenal album uh, the pheno- by a phenomenal band. I think uh, really was like one of the, the bands that kind of stood apart from those bands. Like, it's so easy to kind of get lost in like the 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 boom that was like the, the early 2000s, like emo pop punk kind of. Definitely. Yeah. But this is like clearly like one of the the standouts from that. Yeah, and again, like I said, don't want to take drive-by shots of those other bands, but this is this is something else. This is this is a, this is more raw, more sincere, uh, and it's older. It's like it's more mature. Yeah. We talked about like yeah, like it does definitely feel like the lyrical content is like. I think you you kind of touch on it a little bit with like stuff like brand new, mm-hmm. but like not so like. Uh, there's not a like so much like. I guess the word for it would be like sort of like self 
like conf- like a confessional like i'm like i i'm admitting that i have a problem yeah 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 but you don't really get that in those other kind of bands it's sort of like no, oh no, it's no, kind no, of not. oh we're getting drunk and i'm tired of it but it's like it's not like real <laughs> yeah this is like i'm getting drunk and i think i have a real problem and it's an effect it's been affecting me for a good part of my life and will continue to affect me yeah so Fun yeah. stuff <laughs> Hey, shout outs to you, Justin. You're a real one. Uh, I'm mad at you for not replying to me on Instagram. He's going to reply. He will after I posted the, the link to this message to him. <laughs> I promise you, Justin Pierre will be on this podcast. I promise our guest. We'll and have if him he's on not, right after Pete and Patrick. If he's not, I will send everyone um, $100. Everyone who listens to this podcast, I will send you $100 if Justin Pierre is never on this podcast. You heard it, for, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, that being said, Mick... Uh, Let's close out the show. Uh, listeners, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram or any kind of social media, we are at DorkTreePod on Instagram. We are uh, at Grand Theft Potom on uh, X, the, the app formerly known as Twitter. Just Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can send us an email if you'd like to send us any kind of uh, feedback, uh, constructive feedback, uh, <laughs> at uh, DorkTreePod at gmail.com. And uh, with that, Mick, take us the fuck out of here. Give us your final – what's the final word? Um, look, I'm, I want to apologize. I frequently apologize on this podcast when I feel like I've acted weird. Did <laughs> I act weird on this episode? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, I get too excited about things. You did I, get excited about this, but you love this album. Maybe we should only do things I don't like going forward. No. <laughs> There'll be a lot. Well, that. there will be a lot of that, but still. Um, oh my God. You're getting emotional. How do you feel right now? I'm, I got a hey bro, I got a glass full of eggnog. I feel great. Did you finish all your nog? No, I'm about halfway through this nog. Oh, I finished my. Oh, you finished the nog. You gave me like considerably less nog from what I could tell. What's my nog? It's very expensive. <laughs> I feel like I feel like my throat is like closing up. <laughs> it's uh, it's so. Are you allergic to nutmeg? I'm not allergic. To nutmeg. I love nutmeg. Okay, I love a little. I didn't have any fresh shave. Yeah, I didn't shave any. Um. Yeah, I mean that's dude. That's a lot of dairy. I feel like I'm slowing down. Like, <laughs> You're falling. You can just crash on my couch. If I feel like I'm to. just like calcifying right now <laughs> under like all the dairy I just drank. Um, and the eggs. Uh, look, man, your twenties are rough. Sometimes yes, you just drink a lot and you're sad all the time. And look, if that was you, I have the perfect podcast. When the Dork Tree presents When We Were Young, the road to When We Were Young, 2024. Um. I hope you all had a good time. If you if if somehow if you if you came from Reddit, if you're listening to if you if you saw us on Reddit and you found this podcast, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for being. Thank we you love for listening you, to us. Um, it's the holiday season. Holiday season. So loop de doop and dickery doc. Yep. Um. O Tannenbaum. O Tannenbaum. What else do I got? Um. Anything you anything you want me to address? I want you in a dress. Jesus Christ. Um, hey, shout out to listener Ryan, uh, giving us some good feedback on the on the, the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I shouted him out a couple episodes ago. Oh, did you? Yeah, but he just... Give him another shout yeah, out. Shout out. Rye Dog. Rye Dog. Rye Dog. Do you want to listen to Spoon Man? Spoon Man. That'll be our outro song this week. <laughs> well, I want to hear it. Oh, you want to hear it right now? Yeah. All right. Spoon Man. Who's that? Uh... Uh, per- not a perfect circle. Jesus, I'm bad. I'm bad. I think it's Soundgarden. I think you're right. I think it is Soundgarden. Yes. Oh. All right, Spoonman. Yeah, you guys like Spoonman. I know my. I know my. Uh, 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 early '90s grungy butt rock.
The song is apparently about a guy who used to play the spoons, like in the pier, like the what is the the Seattle pier? I forget what it's called. I've been there a million times. Pike Place. Pike Place. Ah. He, he used to play like the spoons. <sighs> my, I remember my grandpa used to play the spoons. <laughs> Maybe your grandpa was Spoon Man. Did he, <laughs> Maybe ever, did he ever reside in Seattle? No, but he had a secret family in Germany. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, have we talked about this in the podcast before? I don't think so. You ever reach out to your secret family? Oh, uh, yeah, we're in contact with our, our relative. Uh, his name is, I forgot his name, but um, yeah, he's like a cousin who's like a half cousin of ours. Okay. You want to have him on the podcast? Yeah, I'll get him on the fucking pod. Does he listen to the pod? Yeah, I, I'll send him a link to it. <laughs> hey, look. Um, to all the half cousins out there, good on ya. It's yeah, one of the hardest. That's all you can say. Good on ya. It's one of the hardest jobs in Hollywood to be a half cousin. That's probably one of the easiest jobs. You um, get all those easy like scripts made. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, here's what's going on. Um, when we did the Fallout Boy podcast, I used to be able to say like I just used to be able to lead into thanks for the memories. Yeah. And now I don't know what to say. Um, so I have. Uh, I'm just going to do thanks for the memories again. You can. That's your. That's your trademark. Hey, look, uh, we, we we talked about uh, Commit This to Memory, and I hope you memorize this podcast, because it will be on the test. And so I expect a full transcript of everything we said. Spoilers, if you just go to uh, Spotify, they do a transcript. I'm, I'm man two, usually. <laughs> Eric is usually man one. Yes. I'm man two. Um, and so just email that to us. Email, like, a just, all you have to do is, like, um, copy and paste the transcript and just send it to us. And we'll um, we'll give you a shout out on the, on the podcast. Hey, look, uh, the temperature's dropping, and it's getting close to the reason for the season. Old Big JC, I hope you love uh, this this podcast, and together, we'll ring in the new year. Jesus Christ, is that your time? You say JC? I was going to say CJC. <laughs> or John Charles. Ooh, I love JC Char- John Charles. Oh, um, Louis, I think Louis burned the city for me. I... No, I think Kayla had a copy of Commit This to Memory for me. Okay. Yeah. I think we brought up Louie early in the podcast, but I meant, to, I meant to bring that up at some point. That I'm pretty sure, like, my burnt copy of this came from Louie. Yeah. A lot of my burnt, co- burnt CDs came from Louie, so. Yeah. Listeners, if you're new and you're coming from, uh, like, Reddit and all that, like, we have a fifth a fifth beetle of the show, uh, our friend Louie, who is responsible for burning all of our CDs, because uh, <laughs> I think he's the only one that we knew that had fast internet yeah. and a CD burner, so. He still burns CDs for us now. We only make, like, $8 an hour at our job. And we were like 28 hours. You're making $8 an hour? <laughs> hey, look, Louie, thanks for the memories. Louie, thanks for the memories. <laughs>